First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Uh, the crew did a great job. Some of them were up here till 10 o'clock last night. I was on the job at 5 a.m. So I seem a little <clears throat> frazzled. I am uh, definitely burning the candle at both ends, but this is the time to do it. Overhead shot, please. There are decades when nothing happens, and there are weeks when decades happen. Vladimir Lenin, evil guy, but very smart, and that's absolutely true. And that's where we are right now in the super turbocharged historical zeitgeist. And we are going to cover the waterfront today. This is not going to be about Alex Jones and Alex Jones returning to Twitter. That's just a symptom of the recovery that we're seeing. That's just an indicator that we're getting a little bit better. It's the things Elon Musk said as the reportedly richest man in the world about team human and being a human supremacist and how the globalists want to depopulate the earth and how they're taking us towards total collapse and an extinction event while blaming us for the extinction event that they themselves are engineering. So this is what the globalists are doing. It's their plan. It's their operation. And if you're not talking about that, we're going to lose everything. But if we just recognize we have a psychotic, out-of-control death cult running things, then it's game over, ladies and gentlemen. Recognize the death cult and take the keys away from them. That is what we're doing. We're doing it together, and it's extremely exciting. I have been really blessed uh, with this big event happening to be doing a whole bunch of huge interviews. Everybody from Stephen Crowder to Charlie Kirk to you name it, Tucker's going to be coming on soon. Owen's on his show tomorrow. I basically have unlimited interviews I can do. I've done a whole bunch today after the show. Mark Dice, Laura Loomer. It was wild. And they also had some sniveling corporate media on there that kept trying to get me to talk about a school shooting that happened over 10 years ago in Connecticut. I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm not talking about it. Sorry, you claim I talk about it all the time. I don't. Now, we've got huge world news and, and, and really the, the, the Great Awakenings here, super positive things are happening. And my term human supremacy is really getting picked up everywhere as a counter to the globalists who are anti-human and want us to roll over and die and hate ourselves and have no life force or no will. Incredible discussions with Elon Musk about it. Surreal. But meanwhile, I have senators, House members, Democratic Party leaders, Biden, the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of State, all saying, oh, if you don't do what we want in the war... We're going to have to go ahead and go to full war with Russia. That's their main October surprise. 
that Tucker Carlson's warned of, that Charlie Kirk's warned of, that Jack Posobiec, he was also on yesterday. He's on today, coming up next hour. Jack Posobiec's been warning of in a really eloquent way. I've been warning of it. And, and now it's here. For at least six months, we've been just warning you and warning you and warning you and warning you. And I think you can see it too, but we've got all that bad news to get to. But we need to admit it's happening so we can counter it and do something about it. Jack Posobiec joins us next hour to discuss that. We're going to be posting to the front page of InfoWars the boil down of my interview with Elon Musk. The full thing, and I'll call it my interview because I get on there, the media starts asking me questions, and then they go, Elon Musk is here. And Elon goes, I'm just going to sit here and just listen to Alex. And I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not in my chance to talk to Elon Musk. Uh, just just uh, the main interview has got 9 million views, probably get 100 million views. Uh, but just since yesterday, the clips have 50, 60 million views. This is what I saw on Twitter. Uh, and I wasn't even looking for the clips. They're just everywhere. 10 million here, 5 million here, 3 million here, 8 million here, 3 million here, 5 million, 2 million, 1 million, 8 million, 2 million, 4 million, 9 million. Uh, it's, just, it's just insane. And we're talking about stuff that the globalists have fought tooth and nail to never have come out, to never be seen. So Mario Nafal, I appreciate him doing that. I'm glad that my producer was working seven days a week when she got the email yesterday morning. We got it set up for the afternoon. We went from uh, noon central until about 2.45. Musk was on for about two hours and 15 minutes. And this is the antidote to the New World Order. What was discussed there was extremely powerful. And I'm very, very proud to be involved in it. And I'm going to appreciate listeners. I want you to listen to me. Keeping us on air the last five years under CIA, NSA, FBI, think tank, Democratic Party, law firm, corporate media, big tech, stalkers, PIs, family being harassed. And I knew that we're in a war against exterminists, against globalists, against transhumanists. And I signed up for this, and, and but it, it's it's been hell. But I've been praying and just knowing that God is in charge and God has shown me so much. So I've been thankful for the persecution and my spirit has been aware of that. The flesh doesn't like it. It's it's had a toll. Uh, but because we're all really, you know, as you know, two people, the fleshly man and the spiritual man. But uh, I'm energized and extremely excited. The enemy's going to throw a bunch of horrible stuff at us. We'll talk about that next hour because we're not out of the woods yet. But we've turned the tide and the Great Awakening's here. And my phone was just blowing up with all the top talk shows. Oh, funny, all the top ones are anti-new order now. A lot of them have been anti new order for a while, but they're really, the bandwagon's happening. Just blown up with, you're right, the turning's here. They're going to be defeated. And this is so exciting. But let's talk about the audience who are activists of this broadcast. Because we're now recognized as the progenitor of taking all this mainstream. And that is you, the audience that did this. Buying the products, spreading the links. And you were getting censored and attacked for it keeping us on air up against globalists that have trillions of dollars. Your tens of millions has held us in this position. I will say this, though, because I always go with the spirit now. The older I get it, it's never wrong, so I need your prayers, and so does President Trump and Elon Musk. You say what you want about Elon. Elon, they're coming after him. I, I am going to have to get full-time security. I've had it off and on, but I, as of today, one way or another, uh, we got to have it. Because 
we're moving into the season of the enemy making a big, major move. And, and look, I was happy to take the back seat. I'd already done so much work with you guys getting the truth out, a blueprint to resist the enemy. That in a way, I was kind of like, well, I've done my work and you've heard me on air say this and I'll still keep keep on keeping on. But most folks that are prominent now are starting to get all this. Some of them have really got it. Charlie Kirk's really got it. I was on with him for an hour today, right before I went on here. And I'm happy to take a back seat. Well, God's like, all right, you're not taking a back seat. You're thrown to the front lines again. And you're energized. And that's what's happening here. So <laughs> I, I admire Trump putting his life on the line. Everybody else doing this is fighting, but I'm not a coward. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, if God takes me out of the fight, you know, partially, I'll, I'll be happy to kind of just, you know, done my 29 years and this, I'll still be here and I'll just go out and do events and everything else. And I'll fight as hard as I can, but it's kind of nice to not be numero uno. And I can feel it. I can see it. I know it. We just got 10 times more powerful because this, this wasn't about just getting back on Twitter. And I just, we used to just send links out in videos. It was never that, Twitter was never that big a deal for us. But now the way Twitter's energized and what's happened, I mean, it's like insane, folks. I can put a video up of paint drying and 10 million people will watch it. We're not going to be putting videos of paint drying up. And understand this, there's no conditions with me on X. There, there's, there's, no, there's no deals. There's, there, there's none of this. Uh, Elon Musk saw it as a symbol of go after yourself to the New World Order after all the stuff they've done to him. So... The globalists are running into people that when you attack them, we don't back down, we get even. And so you're going to see total bandwagoning over our side. The problem is the New World Order is going to release a new virus, power outages, cyber attacks, mass shootings, terror attacks. They're going to go ahead and try to have nuclear war with Russia. And we need to take the keys away from them. And I say to the establishment people, and this is happening now, a lot of big people in the system that don't want to commit suicide, that don't want to be in the death cult, who've gone along with it because the death cult's who they had to do business with, just come on, come on, come on, come on, baby. Come on, come on, come on. I got news. You don't ever have to die. Just stop it. I'm like an FBI negotiator back when they were still the FBI to some extent saying, you don't, you're going to end up getting killed doing this. Come on out. We can work this out. You might just do it just a few years in jail. Just, just, it'll be so easy. Just lay down the gun and just come on out and we'll get you some dinner. Everything's going to be all right. We want to work with you. Just put the gun down. Let the hostages go. Because they're holding us all hostage. If you don't do what we want, nuclear war with Russia, your sons and daughters will be dying right now in name the place like the Middle East, Europe. Ukraine, and, and they're doing it. I have a bunch of clips on that. In next hour, we'll talk about it. But, I mean, do, do people really want to cut the energy off and really flood the third world into the West? I mean, do we really want to ban eating beef? Do we really want to eat bugs? Do we really want to promote pedophilia? Do we really want Hollywood and these sick, crazy people to run things? Do we really want China to be dominant? Do we really want to just blow the country away? Do we really want I me? Mean, no, 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 no. And archetypally, some of the worst globalists like Charlie Munger and Henry Kissinger are dead as doornails right now, to quote Charles Dickens. 
Dead as a box of rocks. Going through the earth and so selfishly orientated that they don't care about expanding civilization. They just want to control the humans that are currently here. And, and Andrew, I totally agree with you. And an arrogance. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I totally agree. But let me throw this caveat on it because I've read the writings of Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and the Club of Rome. They know we could easily expand. There's plenty of room. Hundreds of billions of known galaxies. They know that, that this is just a seed that's going to not just grow into one giant oak, but an entire forest, an entire universe. And so they want to shut everybody else down because they can't build competition. All right, guys, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. This has never happened before. We have our own satellite uplinks. We have our own switchers. We have a lot of great equipment. And I'm not saying it's some kind of sabotage, but we had a bunch of stuff happen with the satellites and the feeds uh, get scrambled as soon as I went to that clip. The second we went to it, the second we went to it, you saw it, you heard it out there. Radio, TV, satellites, all of it. Cut and started putting other feeds up. And when we're trying to figure out what's going on, uh, that that's never, th- this problem, we don't have a lot of problems, as you know. We run a pretty clean operation here. Just happened for the first time. And it's so historic, talking about team humanity and the rest of it. Um, again, this is spaces on... Twitter, there were hundreds of guests on and a bunch of other people on, and a lot of them would un, would turn their mic on when they weren't talking, and that's why you have Vivek Ramaswamy in the bathroom on there, and that becoming a funny Benny Hill joke or something. Uh, but, but this is so important. I'm not going to have it messed up and scrambled like this. So I, I'm going to uh, – Jack Posobiec's coming up to talk about the World War III scenarios and what's really important. I want to talk about the fourth turning we're in, why the globalists want so much control right now. But I started the show with this, and I want to show this again. Can I have an overhead shot, please? There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. That's the head of the October Revolution in 1917 in Russia, V.I. Lenin. 
and the globalists, the Rand Corporation, and all of them talk about, normally society's frozen in status quo. But every 87 years or so, this has been known about for really thousands of years, there's generational changes that happen, and humans go through a cycle of major change. But then there are super cycles, and we're in those, and they're calling this one, there's been a bunch of best-selling you know, books and things written on it, the fourth turning, as it's called. And that's just one way of looking uh, at these cyclical situations. And so they want to, during this time when things aren't solidified, but they liquefy, be able to basically make a bunch of changes and set up a transhumanist situation. So we're uh, doing an analysis of the satellites and the equipment, the radio TV satellites right now. And as soon as I know that everything is 100% back, we believe it's all back, I will continue on. But this is historic. This information needs to get out. Is, 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 is Do I have a green light from the engineers? Okay, so uh, I'm going to do this. We're going to go to break in four minutes. Everything's good, I'm told. And then I'm going to restart the show. I'm not going to go over ground already covered, but I'm going to get really focused and get back in the in the, in the the zone. I got to say, I did an hour with Charlie Kirk, and it's really good, and I was on, and I really laid it out in f- – 45 minutes of, of, of airtime if you take the brakes out. So I think I'm going to take that. I'm sure he's good with it. I'll call him first. And I'm going to post the Charlie Kirk interview uh, on my ex account uh, as soon as we can grab it, as soon as we can get it out. He was taping it, so I think it airs in a couple hours. So look for that. Because uh, I, I think I really nailed it there. When you, you know when you nailed it, it's almost like, well, why are you going to do it again? Well, I'm going to nail it even better when we come back. I'm going to restart, I'm going to get done, and I am going to knock it out of the park today. And I just want to, again, thank all the viewers and listeners for all you've done keeping us on air through these trials and tribulations. Don't think for a minute more tribulations aren't coming. We're in the danger zone right now. But people can't just politically or economically or culturally see how much danger we're in. People can feel it. And all the threats of nuclear war by the Biden administration, if you don't do what they want, is not having the desired effect uh, of really anybody, including people in the government, who'd like to go on living. I'd like to go on living. I don't want a civil war. I don't want a race war. I don't want a depression. I don't want to eat bugs. I don't want my kids to be harassed by government-sponsored pedophiles. I don't want fentanyl everywhere. Uh, I, I don't want devil worship everywhere. I'm sick of Hollywood. So are you. I want productivity, prosperity, and a relationship with God. And I want my children to grow up in a world with your children where we have a future. And that's all we're really doing. We have this entire enemy globalist psycho control system that doesn't want the normal human order and, and the normal way we're developing. They want control now. And they've been sabotaging it, and they've been screwing it up, and they've been causing all these destabilization programs in their own documents. So they have a bunch of confused, poisoned, crazy people they can control. They want to rule a madhouse. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man's king. They want to gouge our metaphysical eyeballs out and get rid of our olfactory nerves and our taste and everything else and our touch and, and cut off our sixth sense, connection to God so they can run the tables on our asses. I don't know about you folks, but I don't want to be part of that. And I'm saying no. So you can throw whatever you want at me. It doesn't matter. I'm more alive than I've ever been fighting these tyrants. And that's what this is all about. So we're going to break. We're going to come back. 
and hopefully nothing else like this happens. And I'm going to play these team human clips. We're going to analyze it and talk about the choice you've got. A pro-human future or the nightmare eugenics, depopulationist, transhumanist, technocracy, ESG, central bank, digital currency, universal basic income, vaccine passport, UN medical treaty, running your life and controlling your body. Does anybody really want to go along with this? Got a bunch of leftists and their worthless degrees who go along with the system because they get likes on Facebook and to the globalist THX1138 Brave New World operation that really is an official plan, according to Aldous Huxley and his brother, Julian Huxley, that ran UNESCO and the UN and helped set up this whole transhumanist nightmare we're now living in. The chemicals in the water sterilizing us, the 5G, the genetic engineering, the human-animal hybrids. This is their nightmare future for us under Agenda 2030. Gavalno Harari, world government, it's all out in the open. So let's go ahead and go back to clip five again that we got interrupted in, and then we'll go to clip uh, six right after that. Here it is. I, 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 I'm just generally in favor of civilization and the furtherance of civilization, um, and I think we should always be concerned that uh, we can regress as a civilization. And if you if you study history, just you can just see the the arc of of one civilization after another as the civilizations rise and fall through history. Um, We've we've been in a period of civilization rising very rapidly, but we should be concerned that it it, it may we may we may be cresting, we may subside, um, and 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 there I have to there are many times where I, have, I get late stage civilization vibes, um, and, I, and I'm just worried that that maybe we're cresting as a civilization and and perhaps headed for for a fall, so yeah. Well, I agree with you because I, I truly believe, and a lot of people have ever said this before me, this is not an original idea, but I think as AI and machines and tech increases, a lot of people are going to be deemed useless by the overlords. And then you have to sit and decide what are they going to do with all these people who have hopes and dreams and they want health care and they want a garden and they want a house to live in and they don't want to be treated like cattle. They're going to become extremely inconvenient. So I don't think many people at home understand that this war cannot be avoided. I've had a lot of people who understand why they threw me in jail in Romania and understood I've done nothing wrong. And they said to me, why do you take up this fight? Why you don't just delete your Twitter and disappear and drive a Ferrari all day? And I explained that this war cannot be avoided. You're either on the line and you're fighting for something or you're sitting waiting to die. You're waiting for the Mongol horde to come over the horizon and chop your head off. There's, no, I totally no agree. And just to throw this in there, if you read, and Elon... I knew you were doing great work. When I saw you six months ago at the World Government Summit, where they're all just saying we're going to make everybody eat bugs and we'll make the decisions to put microchips in them, and you said, we don't want a centralized system. We want a diverse system. We want firewalls. And I don't agree with this Tower of Babel you're building. They know that we go through cycles, and they want to artificially create a great reset collapse, in their own words, to make everybody else poor, consolidate power, and they'll have a smaller type two civilization for themselves. And I think you're trying to build a type two civilization or even a type one civilization, I should say, uh, for all of us. And, right. and you said we, we need to have a debate about, we need to have a debate about uh, going interstellar. We've got to expand yeah. or we collapse. And Elon Musk is saying, correct me if I'm wrong, we, you don't stay in stasis. You either expand right. or you collapse. Yes, exactly. Creating, you, you, either grow, you either grow or, you're, or you collapse. You, you, you don't. The steady state is is basically an impossibility. So you have to pick it. You have to pick, make a choice. 
do you want to grow civilization uh, or, or do you want to decline and, and collapse? And because, you know, it's steady state is it's not stable. So and I say we grow and I say we expand and and, and we 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 have more humans and we become a multi-planet species and a space-faring civilization and ultimately be out there among the stars. And I think that is the, the, the exciting, inspiring thing for, for the future, uh, not a declining human civilization that dwindles to nothingness and, and, and where humanity dies with a whimper. And that's the bottom line. I think it is the battle of people who believe in humans and humanity and want it to expand against people who are so selfishly going through the earth and so selfishly orientated that they don't care about expanding civilization. They just want to control the humans that are currently here. And, and Andrew, I totally agree with you. And an arrogance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I totally agree. Let me throw this caveat on because I've read the writings of Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and the Club of Rome. They know we could easily expand. There's plenty of room. Hundreds of billions of known galaxies. They know that that this is just a seed that's going to not just grow into one giant oak, but an entire forest, an entire universe. And so they want to shut everybody else down because they can't build competition from the Elon Musk that come out of the general public. They want a global tyranny so they can direct it and control it so that they direct the expansion. And we can't let that happen because they literally talk about it in Agenda 21 – the official UN plan, a 90% world population. So we need to go with the Elon Musk plan. And that's why I tell people that get upset, they go, Elon Musk is involved in every advancing technology. The globalists are pushing that too. Well, technology is like a gun. It's whose hand it's in. And so we need the gun in the people's hands, the gun of expansion, instead of in the globalist hands. And so just because Elon Musk is on the cutting edge of every technology, don't fear the technology like some troglodyte. Fear us not being in control of it. And Elon is saying we need to be an expansionary human explosion of competition and freedom, not some new dark age with a tiny breakaway civilization that's only working for itself. Sorry, I'm ranting. No, no, but you're completely right, because if, if Elon doesn't push these boundaries, they will push these boundaries. And once they have the sole control and the monopoly over such technologies, it's over for all of us. And I don't think most people understand. It simply is the humanistic view against the death cult view. And there's people in the world who have yes. no interest in they have no interest in growing humanity, no interest in advancing the species as a whole. Their interest is in power sure. and control. And all they want to do is have absolute power over the people that currently exist and their children. And you can talk about all the perverse reasons they want to do those exact things. But it's truly scary. And all the people at home who don't really understand the gravity of this fight, they seem to think it's right wing, left wing, ha ha ha. Yes, exactly. They're, they're thinking about it the wrong way. It's, it's, sorry, I just got a little extra. Um, 
Uh, but but it, it, you're totally exactly mm-hmm. this, this right left is it's it's the wrong way to think about it. It's it's uh, the, the sort of the extinctionist versus the pro-humans. Uh, and once you see that it's extinctionist versus the the, the, the human the, the pro-humans, then it it becomes very clear. So Elon, when are you going to? I know you got a hundred irons in the fire, but I've really when you talk about we need to create a, a plan B for humanity. Well, that's really no. It's not, it's not a plan. I mean, I th- I, an I alternate, said, an alternate, an alternate master plan. Because the globalists oh. are controlled right now. You're trying to wrest control with us, helping. I mean, well, when, when are you going to put out your battle plan, or, or are you already putting it out of pieces? No, I mean, I mean, what what I'm saying is that actually, I think we 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 should, we should expand humanity. Uh, like basically, we should have basically more more kids. Uh, you know, we, we, population should increase, uh, and 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 we should uh, become a, a multi-planet species and, uh, and and you know make life multi-planetary, build a self-sustaining um, civilization on Mars, and 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 then ultimately you know this will be long after I'm dead uh, probably, but uh, well almost certainly uh, we, we can go to other star systems and and go out there and I don't know maybe we'll find some long dead alien civilizations. Um, and I don't think we want to be one of those lame one-planet civilizations that never got beyond, you know, its home planet. Um, I mean, we got to, you know, you know, what are the aliens going to think of that? <laughs> it's like we we, we got to make a good showing, Team Human. I think like something that's, that that is really important is is like you just literally have to have kids, or there's no there's no next generation. I mean, Alex, do you have kids? Yes, I do. I'm not as prolific as you, but I wish I was. It's the best thing in my life. I have four. Okay, great. And and Andrew, I do have a few. I won't let you down, Elon. I'm coming. I'm okay, coming good. to take over your title. I'm coming to take over. <laughs> I'm doing my best. You know, I I, okay. I use my good looks for something. Well, I think we ought to encourage people to to you know uh, have kids. And um, and, and, and this just, is the bottom line argument. This is what is so important. We just talked about how the globalists are ultimately selfish and only care. Well, about look at most people, most of globalists don't have children. And I said this a year ago, six months ago. We never made them. We are coming out with a Team Humanity InfoWars shirt. You've heard me say that a thousand times, but this is really getting picked up. This is this is this is the future, folks. This is the zeitgeist. Thanks to all of you supporting this transmission. It's not about us getting the credit. It's about recognizing we're winning and we know what we're talking about together. Little stickers are everywhere of Biden at the gas pump and all over saying, "I did that." Well, the good things that are happening, you did that with God working through you. Here's the next clip. Truthfully, it's so amazing we didn't even speak about these things. Only two years ago, you couldn't even speak about these subjects, but it's so pertinently obvious to anyone who pays attention. And it is scary. And, and, and expansion and humanistic views are certainly the way to progress. And it has to be done. There's no other way. Just like a business, just like you guys said, if you stand still, you die. And uh, it takes a few brave people to, to break the matrix. You have to break the dam. And I think bravery is so important because it puts a crack in the dam. And it shows that if there's people out there brave enough to risk getting canceled, risk no lawsuits, risk lawfare, then it's going to inspire bravery amongst the rest of the populace. And it becomes extremely hard to lie to brave people. And, and I think that that's one of the largest pandemics of Earth today is bravery. And when I say bravery, I don't mean that in any kind of negative connotation. Bravery is, is being full of love and loving the people around you and sticking up for your community and loving where you live and loving your country. And it's brave to do those things. And it's love. What are the globalist teachers? Children are bad. We're ugly. Humans create you know, all this racial division. They want us to hate each other, so we just yeah. give up, roll over, so the globalists can have the future. 
I would just yeah, like to I say think here, the globalists are, are short-sighted too, because the, the, the thing is that you can't really separate yourself from civilization. So I think th those those who are sort of advocating, like like it's re it's really, it, it, I think it's just logical to be pro-civilization. You don't actually necessarily have to be altruistic. You just have to think long term and say, obviously, you cannot exist in any in any good way without civilization. I mean, just look at watch one episode of Naked and Afraid and see how much you want to go live in a forest by yourself. Um, well, we're it's, we're it's, in a very it's we're not in a fun. very we're in a super pivotal moment now, and the reason we're in a pivotal moment is because the machines cannot do the policing as of yet. My brother and I often sure. talk about how bad COVID would have been if they had Terminator machines. You didn't have your mask on. You couldn't even appeal to the empathy of the person who knew how insane it all was. As soon as the yeah. machines control the policing, it's absolutely over, and we're not that far away. So we're in a very pivotal period now where the bravery that's required to resist the globalist oppression has to happen now. Soon the technology will exist. And it's over for everybody. We, we are we are at critical critical crossroads right now in the entire future of the human destiny. And and, and I called it Plan B, but I mean, Elon, what do you call it? Just an alternate plan for humanity? Because we can have a debate because the Black Rocks and the globalists are right now in control. They, they were 100% control. You you and others have helped rest it to maybe they're in 80% control. They're losing control very quickly as people discover what they're doing. But what would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity. Absolutely. That sounds like, that sounds good. All right. We went on for a long time. It's over two and a half hours long. Two hours and 45 minutes. Elon was there about two hours and 20 minutes. Now, when I play these clips, I want to then analyze them. Like, we all know the rainbows in the Bible. And God says it's his promise not to destroy the earth with water again, but with fire the next time, if he does. Well, now the rainbow is the symbol of the left in pedophilia. So you notice Andrew Tate says we need to be pro-humanist. Well, humanism starting in the 50s, 60s, and 70s was to get God out of things and worship man and make it all about us. But humanism really should mean being pro-human and then pro-God that made us. So when he's saying that, it's team humanity, believing humanity, celebrating humanity, being human supremacist. Now... Musk talks about a lot of things in there as well that are really, really important. And we're going to be breaking that down more, but the, 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 this is really historic. Also, we have Tate saying once they've got robots and drones to enforce this, like you saw in communist China during the lockdowns, flying around face scanning people and reporting them to police, they were outdoors and they weren't supposed to. Once you see all that happen, and, and, and the clip I want is the drones on the highway, blocking the highway with banners hanging under it, giving people orders and scanning their license plates and directing who's supposed to pull over to a police checkpoint. Remember that one? I mean, just type in Chinese drones, Chinese police drones, Chinese drones enforce COVID restrictions. It's everywhere. That's the clip I want. It's daytime. Yeah, there it is. Boom. You got it. And that's what they were doing. So that's where the globalists want to take you. And another key point Musk made that is beyond key is that go watch you know, the TV show Naked and Afraid where people are put out for a month in the middle of nowhere. Almost all of them tap out, got to go back, even if they're survivalists or former special forces people. It's not some three-day special forces course. It's a month out in the jungle, a month out in the desert. And people die. 
So the globalists think they can collapse civilization and only have a few city-states that have technology. All the rest of us are either depopulated or put back into a rural capacity. And you're like, oh, that's Hunger Games. Well, they're not copying Hunger Games. Hunger Games is putting it in a novel form of what the globalists actually admit. They have all the technology. You have nothing. And there's literally floating troop ships of the UN that uh, come in and control your life. That's what Bertrand Russell in the 30s and 40s proposed. Hell, it's in H.G. Wells's Things to Come, his movie and his book. So it's all planned, ladies and gentlemen, and, and they're trying to control the future trajectory of humanity. We have to say no. They can't collapse civilization and then get away with what they've done. It takes massive scale and billions of people, even if you have robots, to keep all this running and all this going. And we have unlimited space with hundreds of millions of galaxies that have been photographed and all these planets around us and all this incredible terraforming power we have. We have to have big goals. We don't even build stuff like the Suez Canal anymore or... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Panama Canal. We, 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 I mean, where is it? We can do all of this, and we have to have goals, and we can green the universe. We're not bad. We have sin. And the globalists are the most sinful and the worst of us saying they're going to be gods, but first they've got to exterminate us and dominate the planet and then they're going to have the life extension technology and they're going to be the AI gods and they're going to go forward in the universe. That's their mindset. Elon Musk has talked about that. But it's a reality and he's been around them. He's quoted them telling them, we're going to merge the machines, humanity's over, it's all done. Now you see it at the Davos group, them saying that. Let's, let's play clip eight, Vivek Ramaswamy talks hierarchy and obligation. Here it is. I want, I want to just respond to Ed actually, actually for a second because, again, when it comes, I, want to, I, think, I think it's good to get a good counter view here. I think that there's two different things going on, Ed, and I know what you're, I know what you're trying to say, but there's a separate point about your obligations, right? So you can – and I believe a lot – everything has been said about the importance of expansionism – for humanitarian, for humanity being pro-civilization and expansion, pro-human race to win. That's like a separate axis, though, from saying where are your obligations where you are, right? So we talked about procreation and family. Then we talked about the nation. Well, look, I'm, I have two kids. As a father, my moral obligation, I believe, is first and foremost to my family. And then, let's say, as a president, my moral obligation is to the citizens' of the nation that I lead. And then you can worry about hunger in the Congo or whatever else needs to happen in the Darfur or, or in other places. And so I don't think that you're saying necessarily that that life charity begins at home. Charity exactly. And that's home. not saying that that life abroad is any less valuable inherently. And so when you say like the globalist view is that all it's saying is that all life is equal wherever it is on earth. It's not like I think the view, an alternative view is countering that. There's also just a separate place in terms of where you're situated. Where's your obligation, right? As, as, a, as a father, it's to your family. As a president, it's to your country. 
And just because you believe that's the hierarchy of your obligations means somebody else is a leader of one of those other countries. And that's an obligation that they have too. But by the way, pause this. So I should have prefaced this and the crew did a great job cutting this all down to play clips, but we probably should have left the intro in. They have some mainstream media reporter go, oh, I thought globalism was about world love. And here in America, we care about Africans and people and we need a global government to save everybody. And then Ramaswani says, well, we got to take care of ourselves at home first. Charity begins at home, but that's not even what's happening. The globalists prey on the third world, do all these terrible, horrible things, and then say, do it, because we represent not just the third world, but the the, the animals and the bugs and the environment and, and the evil carbon dioxide and the, and the cows that are evil. We've got to be in control of all decisions or the world's going to end or we're going to have nuclear war with Russia. Like they're saying now, give us unlimited money. Let us run things. Don't take us out of office so the Russians are going to nuke us. They're the ones threatening all of that. Now they're all over the news, Mayorkas. Oh, yeah, terrorists are about to strike. The FBI director last week, oh, terrorists are here. You brought them in. Like, yeah, the border's broken. You got to give us a new law to legalize everybody. Uh, That's their fixing the border. They've just done it by fiat, or the terrorists will hit us. They think we have no memory because they're getting ready for terror attacks, folks, as another October surprise. But we've said, hey, you're going to get the blame for it. So they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get ahead of it and say, we're actually worried about terror and the border's open and we're really concerned. Illegal aliens don't come to New York or Chicago or Austin when they're the ones that told them, come here. When I win the election, Biden said, when I steal the election, he should have said, immediately surge the border. Now he's like, oh, the border's broken. We'll cover it all with Jack Pasubic next hour, but that's what Vivek Ramaswamy was responding to from the reporter about, well, globalism is just traveling the world. Everybody's friends. And I go, no, that's a man of the world or an internationalist. Somebody that's into different countries, different worlds. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about global government. Finish the club. We have two, but that's like a different discussion. Well, the neoliberals, yep. Vivek, the neoliberals, in their own PR, they're the ones doing the worst things on the earth. They just say, oh, we want global government because we want to give Africa's representation. Then they lock them down for three years and starve 30 million of them to death and then organize them to flood us as a, as a political underclass. This is cold-blooded Henry Kissinger, State Department Memorandum 200. I mean, it's not black and white. I think it's two though, different right? conversations. But, but what is black and Okay. What, what, what I do believe is black and white is simply if you read a history book, you'll see the worst things that humanity have ever done have been do, done with good intentions. That's what's so bad about evil acts is that people Road think they're doing the right thing. And that's the most dangerous thing about it. And this idea that they look at all human life as sacred and all the same, I actually disagree. I think the reason they will prioritize people in a third world country, for example, you'll say it's because they see us as equal. I think it's because they see us now as spoilt and annoying. They don't like that we need pensions and living space and healthcare. They simply want slaves in a robot class and they'll do anything it takes to get it and they'll get it from anywhere they can. And when someone comes along and says, well, my intentions are good. I'm not interested in that because you can name any Holocaust or any atrocity in in history. The people didn't think they were the bad guys. They often thought they were the the good guys. And I guess the easy way to look at life is you you want to be having as many children as possible. You want to pray other people do the same and you want those people to enjoy freedom. And anyone who's coming along restricting speech, restricting access to certain things, restricting movement, restricting, all they're doing is trying to restrict so they can control. And nobody in a history book ever who did that either was the good guy. I think it's very clear to see who's on the right side of history and who isn't. And I advocate freedom for everybody. If I disagreed with absolutely everything Alex said, I'd still be glad he's back on 
on, on X and these people can't even handle a different opinion. Do you think they're going to allow the people who have a different opinion to them to share water or share food or share anything else once they and have And the reason they control? don't want another opinion is they want to misrepresent what Elon Musk or Andrew Tate or Vivek Ramaswamy or any of I'm telling you, they want us silenced so they can lie about what we said. I, I agree that with you there. I think that a lot of the media and a lot of these platforms do want to silence voices because they want their voice to be heard louder. So, yeah, I, I definitely hear you there. Because they're monopoly, man. We're going to go to break. Jack Pasub is coming up. We're going to talk about the serious, dangerous stuff that's happening next hour. Please remember, my new book, The Great Awakening, is going right to number one. It's, all, it's already number one on a bunch of charts. It's important as a message to the globalist, plus it funds this operation. It's twice the length of the last book. It's full of solutions. It's amazing. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next great renaissance. Infowarsstore.com. Get assigned copies of fundraiser. I thank those that have. I want to ask others that want to keep us on there to do that. That's the action point. Please go to Infowarsstore.com. Get a signed copy or unsigned copy at Infowarsstore.com. Assigned copies like 30 bucks, $29. Assigned copies 100 and that's what it takes to fight the globalist. We have storewide free shipping, including on the book, double Patriot points, and X2 selling out, but still discounted. Turbo Force, 10 hours clean energy back in stock. So many other great products like Down and Out Sleep Formula, a Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force. It's up to 60% off. What the internet was like before Trump won the election. It really wasn't Trump won the election because you had the head of Google go up there and say on election night, at a, in an internal meeting, and Alan Bakari at Breitbart has the video on this, said, we will not let this happen again. Big Tech said, we will not let a populist uprising take over and put a candidate in office, right? Left or right, they said they will choose from now on. And that's when the censorship industrial complex began. So prior to Alex Jones's just really public execution in terms of the digital square, it was a digital public execution that we saw. Prior to that, the idea that people were being suspended on Twitter, you know, Twitter 1.0 or even Facebook or YouTube or any of these things, it was ridiculous. You, ha you had to either, you know, really, you know, seriously violate terms of service, uh, death threats, doxing. That was pretty much it. That was pretty much the only thing or like actually hacking the system it was the only thing that gets you out. But when they did that to Alex Jones, it fundamentally changed the way that we operate on social media and the way that we share information. And up until the point where Elon Musk purchasing uh, Twitter and transforming it now into X, we have not had the ability to freely share information. And that's why in the past year, it's basically been about a year and change since he purchased it. That's why you've suddenly started to see people and not even just on X, but out in the real world, out in normal conversations, we're finally starting to move past that point of intense censorship or if you've lived in any country that has an authoritarian regime, you know that the censorship isn't external, it's internal. So it's internal, it's in your mind, you know you're not allowed to hold certain opinions, you know you're allowed to say certain things, and so you censor yourself before you speak. And so Alex, I, I just commend you for being able to always walk through these things, to never stop fighting. And then, you know, really just you have to look at Elon Musk and say thank you for what he has done. Again, I literally don't say this to sound like I love everybody and I'm this you know, gracious guy. This is not about me. It's about all of us. But once you get censored and once people are scared to defend you, they can lie about you. They can attack you. They can demonize you. But more importantly, I was then used as a tool to scare everybody else and say, look what we did to Alex Jones. You better behave yourself or will Alex Jones you? We've got Tristan on stage. Uh, Tristan, 
Uh, we've got Alex Jones back on X. Would love your thoughts on your experience getting censored and congratulations on finally being able to walk free. Uh, my, my quick thoughts on, on Alex Jones um, being reinstated to X. Uh, to be fair, today has been the happiest day of my life this year. And that includes my release from prison. I feel like Alex Jones is the canary in the coal mine. As he said, he was the guy who they canceled first. They hit first. And he actually set an example, I think, for all of us guys, myself, my brother included, because I have platforms like Rumble to fall back on. X obviously reinstated me the moment Elon bought it. But Alex Jones was fighting in the fucking trenches, pardon my French, for years and years and years by himself, Infowars.com, with, you know, me and his loyal fans and, you know, people tuning in and supporting him. And, you know, the fact that he's now made it through the fire. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And he's back on X. Is is a massive, massive moment, I think, for the, for the movement of, of everybody who believes in what, what I think we all believe. And, you know, as I said, we could disagree on certain issues, but basics like the democratically elected leaders of countries need to lead the countries. Basic shit like this. I mean, Alex Jones is, is a real voice for truth, a voice for reason, a voice for what's right, a voice against evil. And I'm just absolutely ecstatic that he's back. I, I can't wipe the smile off my face. He did it. Stephen Crowder did it. Uh... Tucker Carlson said it was wrong. Joe Rogan said it was wrong. But so many other conservatives or populists just, just didn't even defend me. Some said it should happen. I knew it was about to happen to everybody. But that's not why Jack Posobiec is joining us. We'll get to it later in the hour. For the huge Elon Musk interview that he and I had, uh, we were all interviewing each other yesterday. It was epic. It's gone viral, 50 million views or more. I mean, it's just insane. Uh, and that space is on X. We have... Millions and millions of extra people tuning in right now. The servers are all at max. They're trying to scale them up right now. I don't want to exaggerate, but the number I saw about an hour ago was uh, at least 15 million people tuned in just on our system. So this place is red hot right now. So we've had some issues uh, just, just, just with the amount of audience tuning in. But I, I, I wanted him on about this, and I didn't tell the crew. So later we're going to play this on X when it's not live, and it will be there. Because starting about six months ago, I was saying this, but Jack really, with his military and intelligence background, nailed it the best I've seen other than Steve Bannon. Steve's saying it too, that they're going to launch a wider war with Russia as the October surprise. And that as Russia wins that war, proxy war with NATO, look for that. Well, since then, Biden came out. And I'm going to find those clips. So when we put this on X, we'll have it up front, you know, Jack predicting it. 
six months ago, two months ago, a month ago, but we'll just get one of the latest to put it up there. So people really respect that. You know, he's telling us now what's happening, but he told us six months ago. And I wish this wasn't the case. They have a lot of different scenarios, a new virus, terror attacks, uh, cyber attack, and they've been pre-programming that in the media too. So they've got those things ready too. They like the virus idea, new lockdowns, because they can, you know, try to do the uh, same thing that they did in 2020 again. But now they're pre-programming a hundred times the other propaganda that they were getting warmed up and prepared to roll out. You have the Secretary of Defense, you have the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, uh, you have a Puppet Biden, you have the Secretary of State, you have Zelensky traveling around now about to address the U.S. military, getting them ready to go in and fight Russia. A foreign leader, a cokehead, gay prostitute, nothing against gay people, but come on, folks, he's totally, he plays the piano with his penis on TV, wears high heels and simulates sex with men on TV. I mean, he's totally compromised, and he's now going to address our military like he's Winston Churchill or something. Churchill didn't address our military, he addressed Congress. So they are really getting ready for this, and this is their big play. It's horrific. It's hard to believe. I wish it wasn't the case. Here's a short clip of Biden a week and a half ago. Well, we've committed as a NATO member that we defend every inch of NATO territory. Then we'll have something that we don't seek and that we don't have today. American troops fighting Russian troops. American troops fighting Russian troops if he moves into other parts of NATO. All right. Then Tucker Carlson talked to members of Congress that were in a closed-door meeting last week. This was later confirmed. Uh, Even the New York Times talked to folks. And, and, And Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, said, your sons and daughters will be fighting and dying within months in Russia. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the quote. If we don't give them the $106 billion. And, and, and he's going to attack NATO. Since then, we have, again, the Secretary of State, all of them saying it, and now Zelensky's running around like a chicken with his head cut off saying it. It's preposterous if you know what's going on. It's insanely dangerous. And there's one thing that tyrants use to stay in power that's their number one go-to. There's a lot of things, but it's their number one go-to, and that's war. So Jack Posobiec, one of the smartest people out there. Jack, you called it. We don't have the clip because it's not the crew's fault. I just thought of it 10 seconds before you came on. We're going to get it probably while you're on the next 45 minutes. But regardless, when this goes on X this afternoon, it's up front. You nailed it. You called it even better than I Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, we were saying that was a concern, but you you walked through it and described how they'd roll it out. And the hair on the back of my neck this weekend, when it went from Biden to the Secretary of State to the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs to the to all of them, word for word what you said, did you get intel or from your deep understanding? How did you nail this? Talk about 4D chess. You nailed it. Because even I wouldn't think full direct war with Russia and threatening U.S. troops fighting Russia, that is World War III, folks. I wouldn't think they'd even be that bold. How the hell did you come up with that? Look, Alex, it's great to be back here on InfoWars. If I remember correctly, we did that. It was right about the end of September when I last uh, came on here and I made that prediction. And as I say, it wasn't just a prediction. That was based on things that I'm hearing because, look, I serve in the U.S. military, serve in the intelligence community. I still know people that serve in the intelligence community. People reach out to me, and every day we put the stories up, humanevents.com. We've got the stories up 2 p.m. Eastern every day on the Human Events Show. 
But but Alex, when I came on here, because this this is not just a story. This is not just something that I'm looking for credit. This is something that we need to prevent. This is something that we need. And when you and I spoke to Elon Musk uh, recently, we know that he has thought about this and spoken out against this. As By the way, well. let me just interrupt the you. Then I'm going to shut up and skip the break. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to I'm going to skip the break. I'm going to give you the four fifteen minutes. I'm going to shut up. But it, exactly, this is not about credit. The reason I came on here and built this up is you called it. People better listen to you now because it's actually happening now. Sorry, go ahead. No, Alex, I want to be wrong. I would love, I would love to be debunked. I would love to be proven completely wrong on this, and I will wear egg on my sleeve for the rest of my life because I don't want this to happen. I don't want my two little boys to be sent over to have to fight Russia or any anywhere in the world to go up against this. This would be the end of our world as we know it. But, but Alex... When I talk to people in the Intel community, when I talk to people in there, they tell me all the time, they say, no, Russia is just this backwards power. Russia, we don't have to worry about them. They think it's like the 1990s still and the U.S. can go in. Look, this is not Iraq. This is not Libya. This, these are not, you know, the, you know, the sand magicians that we can just go in and start ground pounding all over. This is a serious military. They have the largest nuclear arsenal on the planet. They're signing deals. They're now signing a military agreement with Iran, by the way. So they're going to be uh, backfilling and they selling. They have dozens of Russian submarines off our coast full of nuclear weapons. Submarines, all of it. They've got all of it, full cyber capabilities, space capabilities. And so for us to go and look at this country and treat them as if they're some uh, backwater podunk that we can just push around, I think that the people in our military and that's highest levels, whether it be Lloyd Austin, whether it be the people in the White House. And by the way, I do have people in the White House who reach out to me and talk about these things. And Joe Biden honestly believes when Joe Biden came out there and said Russia has already lost, he honestly believes these things because this is what the people are telling him. They're not being honest with him. They're not being honest with the American people. He doesn't know where he is. And people like Victoria Newland. People like Tony Blinken, people like Jake Sullivan, Alex, they are demented. They believe that if we continue to ratchet up and escalate the pressure on Russia, they think that they can achieve regime change because that is their ultimate goal. It's always been their ultimate goal is regime change in Russia by either uh, killing Putin, by killing his inner circle, getting rid of them. That has been their goal for almost 20 years at this point. And every move they've made has been in furtherance of that. That's why they went after Maidan. That's why they knocked off the Ukraine government in the first place. That's why they pushed NATO in. That's why they've done all of these things. And so Zelensky, he's coming here now to the U.S. military. And Alex, he's going to tell them, he said, you're going in because this is the war for freedom, the war for democracy. You know what? I was in there. I was still in the intelligence community. I had friends that were on the USS Kearsarge when the bombing of Libya started. You know what they said to them, Alex? They said, this is about liberty. This is about freedom. This is about democracy. We got to go in. Gaddafi's killing his own people. Gaddafi's about to gas his own people. We've got to liberate Libya. And that's why the invasion happened. That was under Hillary. That was under Obama. And we're still living under that same foreign policy junta that is running our government right now because they're propping up Joe Biden like a stick. And they are willing, they are willing and fully capable now of escalating this war to the point where they will wait for an incident or if they are bearing an incident themselves, they will create an incident like they took out Nord Stream 2, like they've been going after these Baltic connectors and these other pipelines in the area. 
and they will wait for something and say, Russia has struck first, and now it is our turn to strike back. Or Zelensky, like he did last year, will shoot two missiles at Poland, and, he, and Poland shot him down, so they got the tail Russia. numbers, and they immediately said, no, it's not the Russians, you shot him at us, even though there was no action in the area. And Zelensky said, no, Russia did it, we should go to full war with Russia. And Zelensky Sean- already tried this. Zelensky already tried this once with Poland. And by the way, Zelensky, even after the polls came out and said, no, we're pretty sure these are Ukrainian, Zelensky has never even once admitted it. He's never even once come out and apologized to the Polish people or those two farmers that were killed over that situation. And now he's coming here to the United States and he's coming to address our military, telling them why we should go over and specifically they should go over to fight and die to go up against Russian artillery, to go up against the Russian military. By the way, I don't know if anybody's noticed we're in the middle of a winter right now. So it's a white winter right now on the battlefield in Ukraine. Zelensky's coming over here. Alex, it's not out of military necessity. It's not out of geopolitical necessity. You have to understand this is all political necessity for them. For the regime that we have in the United States, this is about their political survival. And I said this on War Room again. I'll say this now. Vladimir Zelensky is a dead man walking because if he knows that if he can't get full support of the United States while he's here, that's why he's down in Argentina and he's yelling at Orban. They get they created this entire domestic dispute down there. If he can't get the full support and backing of the United States government, he's trying to get the Republicans to drop the border spending that they say they need to put in the bill before they'll put any aid up for Ukraine. He's trying to get Republicans to drop that or else there'll be no more aid for Ukraine. Because he knows that if he goes back there and can't secure it, he's done. They're either going to take him out by impeachment or they're going to use the Azov Battalion to go and pay him a little visit. So this is a, this is a guy who's getting increasingly desperate. Uh, he looks, and you've seen him in these videos, he looks like he's on drugs. He constantly looks like he's on drugs, and he's looked like that for a very long time. He's getting more desperate. He's getting more absolutely deranged, and he's more willing to order people into their deaths like he did in Bakhmut. And that's why the generals, even the Ukrainian generals, right? And Ukrainian soldiers are no joke. The Ukrainian generals were saying to him, we are not going to go on these suicide missions for you anymore because you are sending us all to our deaths because you're trying to to look good for all your friends back there in Washington, D.C. Because at the end of the day, At the end of the day, Zelensky is a dead man walking for what he did to his country and for what he did to his people by refusing the peace deal, refusing the peace talks. And now if he is going to puppet himself out and, as you say, prostitute himself out for this regime, this globalist regime, that at some point he is going to become a bigger liability than he is an asset. And you know what's going to happen? The same thing happened to the leader of South Vietnam, the same thing that happened to the last president of Afghanistan. Nobody talks about what happened to the last president of Afghanistan, but you know what, Zelensky? Take a good look, because that's your future if you continue down this road. And they again, might, I mean, Alex, Alex, they... They would be so they would be willing. Look, we've already seen assassinations going on throughout Ukraine. They're picking each other off one by one. So how hard would it be for them to take out Zelensky and then blame it on Russia? And I want to try to pull the footage up. What it was two, three weeks ago, it showed the new recruits average age 65 looking at while a woman sings to them and they look like they, they know this is all a giant fraud. A, look, just a, a, a every guy scam. knows that look. Look at that. Look, I, and I posted this on Twitter. It went viral. Um, this has been, and you can see the look on their faces. This is their funeral. They know it's their funeral. They have the look on the face that they are attending their own funeral. They're not looking at her. They don't even care. 
These are not men that are interested in marching into the, the, you talk about morale. This is the morale of the gallows that you're seeing in this video. They know what's going to happen. And these are not young men. Well, that's these right. So the Ukrainian military has totally yeah. collapsed. And, and, and as crazy as Zelensky is and the, and the mayor of Kiev even wants him gone, which is really dangerous for them to do. So people are publicly turning against him. The head of the Ukrainian military is they want to try to blame him and remove him. But instead, Biden, because I guess he's got so much blackmail on him and Hunter, uh, is saying, no, we're going to go ahead and just go to full war. What is the political calculus and, and, and how would they slide us into that with a false flag or some other event? And what do you think Biden's handlers are thinking? Because this is the most reckless thing I've ever heard of. I'll throw it out there, Alex. Why not? And we we talked about this yesterday with President Trump and Tucker's talked about this at, of President Trump's potential assassination. We've seen the Washington Post and others try to normalize the assassination of President Trump, uh, essentially by calling him the next Caesar, calling him a dictator, calling him an autocrat, the same way they were doing it with that Shakespeare in the play up in 2017, Shakespeare in the Park that uh, that I went with uh, with Laura Loomer and we went and crashed that party all those years ago. It's the exact same play. Alex, there's one last use that they have for Zelensky. There's one last use because he, they tried to turn him into a hero. That's run its course. That's now expired. But there's one last use that they have for Zelensky. And the play would be to turn him into a martyr. And I hope for his sake and for his family's sake that he say, sees that. And I'll say what I said earlier to Bannon. Zelensky, if you're here in the U.S., if you're in the United States, if you're in Washington, D.C., you're right down the street from me here. Don't go and worry about the U.S. military. March yourself into Speaker Johnson's office and come clean. Come clean on the Biden crime family. Come clean on Burisma. Come clean on Hillary Clinton. Come clean on everything that the Clinton Foundation was. Remember, the number one source of funds for the Clinton Foundation was always Ukrainian oligarchs. So Zelensky will give you immunity. We'll give you the witness protection. We'll give you a nice tracksuit. We'll give you a nice place down Brighton Beach, Sunny Isle, wherever you want to go. It's time to come clean, defect and come clean to the people of the world and lay bare the crimes of the globalists. And because you know them and deep down, you know that they used you and they exploited you. They've killed the flower of the Ukrainian youth. Go out a hero. I agree, Jack. Let me ask you this. Was that him attempting to do this three weeks ago when he begged for a meeting meeting with Trump face to face? It may have been. It very well may have been. But I think at this point, he knows that if he goes to Trump, right, if he goes to Trump and he goes down there to Mar-a-Lago and he tries to get Trump on board with the war, which what he said he was doing, that Trump's not going to hear it because Trump's not a pro-war guy. And Trump has never been a pro-war guy. The same way that, Alex, you have not been a pro-war guy for 30 years. You've been calling for peace on this program for all the lies that they tell about you. This is actually the most pro-peace platform in the entire world or certainly one of the largest. And they never want to admit it, that everything that you've talked about, everything that Trump's done, everything that the MAGA world peace movement has done has been in furtherance of peace because we want actual progress for humanity we want actual progress for civilization and by fomenting these wars here on this planet by fomenting conflict by using that hegelian context that hegelian uh uh, the Hegelian dialectic to pit us against each other to in furtherance of the regime's ends this has been what they are for and so you need to use all the power that you have on your hand to smash the regime 
to ensure stability of your civilization. And that means on the large scale, in terms of global civilization, in terms of our geopolitics, on the small scale, in terms of your towns, in terms of your villages, in terms of immigration, we need stability if we are going to have civilizational progress. That's the difference between us and the globalists. I totally agree. You're a very busy man. You've been with us uh, already for about 20 minutes. We're going to come back from break here, uh, but we're still five minutes out of the first break. Big picture, our big discussion, you and I, for two-plus hours, Elon Musk yesterday, huge viral thing, the same discussion. I interrupted you when you first came on, tying Elon Musk into this thing. He wants peace, ring the same alarm bells. Talk about that, and, and, and is that really the answer, having a bipartisan, peaceful uprising well, and saying, we don't want war, and taking the keys away from Lloyd Austin and Biden? They're in there, they're in control, they're delusional, they're taking us to the edge of oblivion, how do we peacefully stop these maniacs? Look, Alex, the, the, the key here, right, the key here is that, and, and you saw us with President Trump on Saturday night there, the gathering of the political forces at the New York Gala. That was the very room, by the way, where uh, where Hillary declared Trump supporters to be deplorables. Now, we took the room over. President Trump addressed all of his top political generals and political lieutenants were all gathered like Alexander and the Macedonians before the invasion of the Persian Empire. But, Alex, the, the key here is you can say you're a humanist and you can say you are pro-humanity, and that's what Elon does. But I would, I would point out the issue here is that that's exactly the language of the left. And the left uses that, and they, but we know that they are anti-human. They say they are for humanity while they go up. And look, Davos starts here in about a month in Switzerland, the World Economic Forum. Schwab will go up there and he'll say, we're doing this for the furtherance of humanity. That's why they're rolling out transhumanism. That's why they're doing the Chimera hybrid. But all they do is tell us humanity needs to be depopulated and gotten rid of. So how do we take back control to the team human narrative? We need to declare, we need to understand that this has to be done through the lens of stabilization. Our job is to stabilize these civilizations to stabilize the way forward. So you you cut against the, their language. There's a, there's a, the language that brings in the jihadis. There's a, the language that floods our world with third world migrants, floods our countries, floods our cities with crime, rape, et cetera, et cetera, and homelessness. We need to stop all of that, number one, and be willing, by the way, to take the attacks and then come together. And look, Alex, you see the attacks that have gone on. I think that video we did or that, that, that podcast we did is now up to over 10 million views on we had Elon, we had yourself, Ramaswamy comes in. Right? The, the key piece that unites everyone on there is wanting the actual progress of the human race. And in order to do that, in order to do that, number one, we have to find the like-minded individuals. But then you also saw there was that guy, uh, Jason Kakanis, who came on and started saying, oh, you can't talk to Alex Jones. Alex Jones said some very bad things, and he tried to put you – and Alex, he knew that you had already answered those questions. He knew that they had asked you questions about past controversies, and he wasn't trying to act in good faith. He was trying to put you in a struggle session. And that's why it was so key. If you notice, I jumped in on him and I said, Alex already answered the question. And then Elon backed back me up and said, yeah, he did already answer this question. He answered it in full. You're not trying to seek truth. You are trying to seek power. So the real goal here, Alex, we need to identify, further identify the gatekeepers and the narrative controllers who are trying to keep control of the narrative me, about who you are, about who I am. These are the people that we need to start targeting. And then if they, when they start acting that way, you, you slap them down, you slap them down immediately. Absolutely. We were talking about stopping world war three, stopping the cutting off of food and resources, 
And this guy wants to bring up something out of context I never even said. And, and, and of course, you guys did you know, point that out. But, but you talk about stabilization. Absolutely. They, they claim they're pro-human, but they tell us humans are bad. We've got to get rid of the humans. It's, it's a post-human world. You've all know Harari, all of them. You're right. The globalists want a great reset to build on our ashes. They are admittedly, with Extinction Rebellion and everything they're doing, destabilizing us. And so how do we, before we go to break in one minute, define who we are? Pro-human, stabilization, pro-peace, people that want prosperity, and to stop the social engineers, woke BlackRock cult. I mean, how would you put that in a, one minute? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we are for the expanse and the advance of the human race. We want to colonize the stars. We want to expand ourselves into a multi-planetary civilization, but they want to invade the Middle East. They want to spend trillions of dollars to upload themselves into the Matrix mainframe. They want to turn us all into cyborgs and chimeras and all of these different things. And more importantly, they want to subjugate us. We'll go to full war with Russia, and your sons and daughters will be dying within two months if you don't give us another $106 million because Russia's going to invade NATO countries. Those are nuclear powers. That's not going to happen. The West started a war with Russia nine years ago. That's all on record. Zbigniew Brzezinski bragged about it before he died. So as all the usual suspects like George Soros on CNN. So Jack, you lay out the fact that just like Napoleon went to Russia to die and Hitler went there to fail, it's the same story over and over again. Anybody that does even a cursory examination, Russia has too much land. It's not expansionary. It's in a stabilization mode. They're saying have more children. So is Elon Musk. Even Kim Jong-un is saying that. And then we see the globalists cutting off our energy, cutting off our power, not letting us have new oil fields in the Gulf, but buying oil from Venezuela. The globalists are in control of this country still, but they can't help but run it in the ground as they try to use it to take over the rest of the world. I mean, they, they, they really are anti-human. They really are out of control. And, and so I want to segue into Trump. You already mentioned this, but, but, you know, well, Alex, there's actually just, if I could comment on what you just said there, it's, it's very simple. The devil cannot create. The devil can only destroy. Demons can only pervert they cannot create on their own they cannot create good they can only take they cannot create evil they can only take what is good and turn it evil they can decay it this is what you see because there is a deeper level than the deep state there's a deeper level than the globalists and this is the spiritual level that we're looking at and the people that are behind that level 
understand that the surest way to lead to global annihilation and global Armageddon is to pit the two world superpowers, the two nuclear superpowers against each other. Remember, they tried for how many years, almost 80 years throughout the entire Cold War to start nuclear Armageddon in this world. They failed because cooler heads did actually prevail during that time. Now, look at that again. They're trying to run the same exact play because they know if Russia and the United States go to blows, that is the end of humanity. That is the end of this project. And if you don't think that that is involved in a spiritual element, then you don't understand what's going on. You have Lucifer on one side and the sword of St. Michael on the other because God wrote the story of this, but he didn't write the date. The future isn't written. The future of Armageddon, the future of the coming of the Antichrist, it isn't written in terms of the date. We know it will take place. We know it will come. But that is what these people have been trying for the longest time now, centuries at this point, to bring this about. And so if you want to talk about what it is that we are for, right? Now, I understand that that Elon Musk doesn't necessarily consider himself a spiritual individual. We understand that he doesn't, you know, and, and I do kind of think just listening to that, that show that we did yesterday, the one piece of it that I would personally say was missing is that he didn't get into the higher spiritual dimensions of that which it is that we are going through right now. Because you could tell, Alex, we were all searching for the word for it, and I would say the word is right there. We are on the side of spiritual righteousness, and they are on the side of the demons. They are on the side of the demonic. So we are... 11 months, even less than 11 months out from this election. What do you expect the deep state to pull next? I would just imagine that almost all of them that aren't consciously into satanic energy and mass death would would want to blow the whistle, would want to go public, would want to say no. I, I know our military, when they get addressed by Zelensky, uh, they're almost to a man and woman unless they're the top brass against this war. So, so what do you expect to come out of this? And I want to get more into the Elon Musk free speech, where you see X going, how you see the establishment striking back there? Look, you see that same satanic energy, Alex. That's what drives them. That's what drives their movement. That's why they're for the mutilation of children. That's why they're for the corruption of children. What more do you need to understand that these people are in concert with the demonic? What more do you need? Alex, I'm talking about mass chaos. I'm talking about if you think 2020 if you thought 2020 was chaotic, you haven't seen anything. They will unleash mass chaos. The things that we're talking about here, when I talk about Russia and the United States going to war and going to blows, I'm talking about no less than World War III. And they will assassinate anyone that they think they have to assassinate, whether it be Zelensky, whether it be Donald Trump, whether it be both of them, whether it be even Joe Biden, as I know you mentioned on Tucker. Why not? Because from from Washington Post to Alex Jones to Tucker Carlson, there's there's something in the air. There's something in the air right now where people feel, and we've seen some of these low-level but increasingly higher-level assassinations within Ukraine. That's where the energy is at its locus point right now is in Ukraine. And now Zelensky is bringing that energy to the United States. And that is the energy of death. That is the energy of destruction. You can look at those demographic charts in Ukraine. An entire generation of people has been wiped out. They are in a demographic death spiral the for their entire country. And those people who fled, they're not coming back. And they are increasing it, and they want to bring it here. And by the way, I'm not saying this is a Nazi conspiracy, but if you look at Ukraine, where the Nazis were operating, and then after World War II, it was one of the main bases 
And you look at the deputy prime minister uh, in Canada, uh, her family are, quote, refugees from the the Nazi occupation, pro-Nazi. In Canada, then they had the former SS officer that actually carried out exterminations of Jews for real, getting a standing ovation with Zelensky. There's a very sick, evil undercurrent. We know they had Ukrainian operatives at January 6th. We know uh, we've had Ukrainian uh, hit teams that are well-known saying, we're going to get Jack Posobiec next. I've had them come on, uh, you know, our site and and, and publicly say on Twitter, they're going to get me next. So just like the CIA used Cubans as a cutout to be part of the Kennedy assassination, you're saying it looks like they may use Ukrainians uh, somehow in this mix as well. Well, The CIA was working with these leave-behind groups. This is Operation Gladio. Um, you know, obviously we know about Operation Northwoods, but Operation Gladio, which was taking place in the in Europe, particularly behind the Iron Curtain as much as possible. These were all the leave behind groups working with the Nazi intelligence network that had been left behind. Yeah, all the and CIA yes, had Alex, was the Nazis were that were all left behind. The SS network. Yeah. These were all the Nazis. Operation Paperclip comes over and then they have the Nazi officers that had their networks behind enemy lines in what which became enemy lines in the Cold War. Right. Remember, because it switches, they switch very quickly. You know, we have to crush the Nazis, crush the Nazis, crush the Nazis. World War II ends. All right. Now we have to crush the Soviets. Crush the- now the Soviets become the ultimate evil. The war is the point. The point of the war is not to win. The point of the war is to make the war continuous to continue the war. So immediately Russia goes from being our ally to now Russia is the ultimate enemy. We have to crush them, we have to defeat them. And so the Nazis then became our partners with Operation Paperclip. Then you have NASA, then with Von Braun, of course. And then you have the origins of the OSS and the CIA were always based on the Nazi network within Europe. And those same SS units that were on the ground, and I'm not talking about the ethnic German SS units, I'm talking about the units of the collaborators in places like Ukraine, uh, in Eastern Galicia, which was Stepan Bandera. Well, that's the guy that got the standing ovation was a Ukrainian Nazi. Yes, yes. Then the Ukrainian Nazi up in Canada was one of these guys. So he was one of the leave behinds that he's retired and he was given his peace because he went and did his work and then they brought him back to Canada. And that was his reward for working for them. And that was part of paperclip again and again and again. And so the you have to understand that when the CIA was created and was created along these lines after the war, something very dark and sinister was injected into the the American Republic and the American system that was never part of the founders vision that was never supposed to be part of what we are and who we are as a people. And it began to fundamentally change our country. And by the way, in Jack, the aftermath of two. what you're saying is beautiful history for anybody tuned in. It's all 100 percent true. So let me add to that. So you have a few years after World War Two, they already started meeting with what was left of the Nazis. Klaus Schwab's father, grandfather, uh, Prince Bernhard, who'd been a Nazi at the first, uh, was the founder of it. And that was a merger with the British Empire, the American Empire, and what was left of the Nazi Empire. They had the equivalent of trillions, the Nazis did, hidden in U.S. banks, the Bushes. uh, Prescott was the final lawyer that controlled that when his bosses got arrested. We had the McCormick-Dickstein Committee hearings. So just like the Nazis brought their stolen wealth into the CIA, with the National Security Act in 1947, and people like Klaus Barbie and others were actually put in as you know, uh, shadow section leaders of the CIA in Latin America and other areas. It wasn't that it was a Nazi conspiracy. It was that the, the U.S. absorbed the Nazis in their networks yes. 
for the Cold War, yes. but then the Nazis kept running their own operations through Klaus Schwab and then through his main protege, who's the deputy prime minister, who's an admitted in her family Nazis. And so people need to understand this isn't like Nazis in World War II were hunting down. This is the money and the power and the stolen loot parlayed into our systems. Here's another example. The Trotskyites. Stalin tries to kill Trotsky. He flees. He flees to Mexico. He sets up a network in the U.S. This is in the New York Times, folks. They don't debate this. They found the neocons in the 50s and 60s because they want to try to take over American politics, but they say, we'll do it as right-wingers. So there's all these highly motivated specters, basically, the Nazi stay behind groups, the the, uh, the 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 people kicked out by Stalin, contending groups. You have the neocons over here run by the Trotskyites on record, and then you've got these weird Nazi uh, groups allied with the Bushes, and, and that's and all mainline history. That it's not, it's it's not necessarily ideological that we're talking about here. Yeah, we're they're just battling for the leverage. They're battling networks. for levers. They're battling for power. They have mass wealth, um, whether it came from World War II, whether it came from confiscating it from the masses in Russia. That's not the point. The point is this is we're outlining the battlefield of what's going on, not at the not in the underworld level, right? Or the liminal world level that we can see. We're talking about the overworld. This is the overworld level of things that we can get glimpses of here and there, but this is what's really going on behind the scenes. This is the greater chessboard that's going on. And so you can't really describe it in in direct ideological terms, but what they are are leave-behind networks that have grown and metastasized into this because, remember, their goal at one hand is domination of Europe, domination of the West, domination of the Western sphere, and then to turn that Western sphere into domination of the entire globe. The, this is the Atlanticists. And let and me, let trying, me unify it. they were by the way, to turn Russia into their program into the 1990s, and then it was Russia that pushed them off. And let me unify this. What Jack Posobiec is telling you is mainline history. This isn't even debatable. It's in the PhD level. You can read their own books. What did the Trotskyites and the Ukrainian stay-behind networks, most of the Nazis didn't go to Argentina or Brazil, folks. They went to Ukraine. What? This is on record. What did they have in common? They were Russophobes. And so that's where you see the neocons allying and allying with the Ukrainian state-behind networks. And as Jack said, they're not fighting that war over again. They want power and control politically. But the children of these people with, with incredible wealth and Klaus Schwab's dad and Bilderberg, this is really the groups that World War II never ended. That They were ruling corrupt groups over the Germans in Europe and over the, 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 the Russians until they got kicked out with the Trotskyites. So they're just coming to another country trying to have another revolution. That's why the Muslim countries... Last generation, they were the Habsburgs, and in the generation before that, they were different factions of the the Holy Roman Empire. And you can, you can go back even further. What what Alex is explaining are various factions of the ruling class and ruling elites who exist because they are attempting to put their power and their wealth in. This is why, because when you see the Rockefeller oil fields, when you understand that those ties to Nord Stream Two and how this all became this massive energy fight within Europe, that's why. Nord Stream 2 was taken out because that was the leverage point where they were starting to see Russia come closer in with Germany and they were trying to blow that up because they knew if they blew that up then they could maintain more control over the continent. I agree. Let me just throw in another subgroup here. You then obviously have Jews and the diaspora and, and all over and they tend to be liberal because 
you know, they want to quote protect groups. So that's another group. You've got, you know, the, 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 the British royalty that's manipulating all these groups, you know, the, the, all these groups, you know, the communist Chinese, then you've got other groups that are battling them. But talk about the good old boys. And a good old boy just means somebody from the South who cares about the community and things. I can tell you, having a family that's been involved in all this stuff and seen it, and I mean, it goes on. I never even get into it because it's just too fantastical. But it's World War II, all that stuff, back to Texas founding, back to the beginning of the country. Literally, the people in my family are, we want to produce wealth and expansion for everybody and have an open, free society, not the, the, the counterfeit that, that uh, Soros has, but, but literally, we want to be Christian and upstanding and have an expanding civilization, and we just want to be good guardians of that. And I'm not saying, you know, quote, what they call a good old boy that the left attacks is perfect. It's certainly got its problems. But that idea is what was left of the original 13 colonies that were north and south then, that idea of the of the American aristocrat that wasn't trying to rule, but was actually trying to empower the general public that threatens globalism. And that's why the globalists want to get rid of that Americana idea that they now see Trump representing as the ultimate good old boy who is actually out for everybody. And it's good old boy. Because Alex, it's, it's very clear. And, and just as you say, these, these classes, you know, some of them might be more ethnic, some of them may not, but just like the CCP doesn't represent all Chinese people, right? We're talking about the ruling elite. We're talking about specific individuals in this way. You can look at the American revolution. We call it the war of independence, but what was it independence from? It was from the international ruling system of the time, which was the British empire. This was the international system. And the United States was not set up to be an empire. The United States was set up to be a free nation state. And so if you have a world of free nation states because the founders understood that these great global systems and global empires, they'll always break. that won't work. It's not going to be stable. Uh, they said you're going to have instability through this. And it's always – remember, they lived through periods of intense wars, the competition between the French Empire and, and the and British Empire. And that's what George Washington uh, – Napoleon. Is George Washington not the original good old boy? They wanted to be king. He wouldn't be. He went back to his farm. He refused the crown. He refused the crown. When Washington refused the crown, it set forward a new threat to all of these globalists. You could call it the globalists of the past. And it set forward a new threat to them who said, I will not be an empire. This will not be a global empire. We will be a nation state. We will have influence in our area, but we exist for the betterment of humanity and the betterment of our citizens. And that's the revolution. That is the greatest threat. That is the greatest threat to these people. And it's been the greatest threat to them for nearly 300 years now. And we just, is the best interview ever. If, if people just watch this, this hour, We've really, and they all know this. This is all in the PhD history books. This is the American system that threatened all the other empires. And now they've partially seized America to build this new globalist empire. We have to reject it. And America will be more prosperous and more powerful than it's ever been. We've lost our soft power because we've left George Washington and embraced people like the current idiot. Alex, I got to run because actually I just looked at the time. My show is starting in about 10 minutes over human events. If anyone wants to check that out. But this has been incredible. I'm so glad that you have made it back to X. I'm glad that Elon made the choice. Um, happy yeah, give to, us 60 you know, seconds small, on how big that interview was. That. 60 seconds uh, on that. Happy to play a small role in that. But the fact that we have someone now and, and you know, people say, what do you think about Elon Musk? I, say, I don't trust him completely. All right. I don't trust him completely. But as you said on the show, Alex, trust a tree by its fruits. Know a tree by its fruit. 
and we've seen the expansion of freedom. We've seen the expansion of our freedom of thought because you cannot have freedom of action until you have freedom of thought and you do not have freedom of thought unless you have freedom of speech, which is the positive expression of the freedom of thought. Because when I talk to my wife, Tanya Tay, and her family members that grew up for the Soviet Union, they do not have freedom of thought. They did not have freedom of thought back then because if you said the wrong thing, if you said the wrong opinion and someone overheard you, guess what? You got disappeared. Nobody heard from you ever again. And so what do you do? You shut up. The real censorship, Alex, is not the censorship externally. It is the censorship internally. And that's what I said on the show. And that's what we're fighting against now. That's right. The information war that's on for your mind, as you called it, Alex, 30 years ago. And we over at Human Events and humanevents.com, we're just happy to be able to do our part as well. And in closing, if the Russians were taking my rights or trying to censor me or, or saying the American right wing needs to be put in FEMA camps like they're officially saying, I would be a Russophobe and ready for war. They're not. The globalists, the stay-behind networks, the detritus that was left from World War II ran and hid here and infected us. And it's time to remove this crap and move on from World War II to the next age of human exploration. Jack Posobiec is on in about eight minutes. How do people find your show again? Yeah, find me. It's Human Events, humanevents.com. We'll be at America Fest this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, Maricopa County. This will be the gathering of the Macedonians going in to the greatest fight for American liberty, 2024. Alex, God bless. And if I don't see you, man, Merry Christmas. You too, brother. Wow. Well, Jack Posobiec, I've known him eight years, was always good. He is about as good as it gets now. That guy knows what he's talking about. It's so good to talk to somebody that's read hundreds of history books and actually knows all this, because, I mean, new listeners are people that are liberals are tuning in who always say, we're so smart, liberals are smart, you're all dumb. And you actually talk to a liberal, even a PhD, and you'll be, be like, yeah, well, this is kind of a repeat of Waterloo and the pincer attack, and they just look at you like you're trying to show off, or you'll explain to them Operation Gladio or Operation Ajax or you know any of this, and they just don't even know what you're talking about. They think you're trying to show off to them. I didn't read all this stuff because I wanted to show off. I read about it because it was interesting and I wanted to understand it more. And I heard my parents talking about all this and my family all talking about it. And I, I thought everybody was like this. I thought everybody's family knew about ICBM, Merv technology and Werner von Braun, uh, you know, space station plans and, uh, and, and, and all of that. I thought, I thought that's what everybody talked about. And then I was growing up and people thought, man, you know, people like me, but people were saying, well, you're like a jock that reads books and you're, you know, sitting there at the dinner table at your girlfriend's house. And the dad sells insurance and the dad thinks you're a weirdo because you know about his insurance and actuaries and how insurance works when you're 15 years old. I mean, knowledge is addictive. And I don't claim to get it all right all the time. I know so much kind of gets foggy as time goes on. I've learned a thousand times more than I can remember. You know what I mean? But I want to give knowledge to people. I want to get knowledge. I, I want to understand how the world works. I want to build a better future. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And the people running things just have this selfish impetus to try to make everybody else poor and under their control while claiming they love you and care about you. And all they're really doing is wrecking your future. I mean, there's no doubt, as he said, this is good versus evil. This is a death cult, and we better stop them now. And I'm telling you, man, it's all on the table. Mass shootings, bombings, false flags, race war, power outages, cyber attacks, expanded wars, stock market crashes. I mean, it's going down. You can feel it. So people are, yeah, waking up right now, and everybody's kind of listening now. Because deep down, folks, you know you're in danger, baby. We have another amazing guest. I've been watching his stuff for a couple of years on uh, Twitter. But I wanted to get him on to, uh, well, we'll tell you the guest is when he gets on with us. Oh, I didn't see it in my list, too. I need a few of those clips. He did one like a week ago. So I said, you got to get him on. Where he's talking about white people are the new black people and explaining how this divide and conquer works. So pretty pleased. Triple cupcakes on top. Uh, please make sure I have that. I'm just reminding you guys that I need that. So I want to play that clip up front when we come back. Do we have it? Because I, I know everybody's really busy, but I didn't see it in my list. All right. So we have the video. Well, good. I want to put the Twitter video up, and I want to play it. So I meant to play it, never got to it, but he'll actually be joining us. Before I go any further, please remember, yeah, we, we're reaching 50 million people today right now, or, or more. That's very conservative. 60, 70. It's, it's insane. Uh, and uh, anyways, but we need funds, ladies and gentlemen. Because all these new listeners aren't buying stuff at Infowars.com. They're tuning in. I need the regular hardcore folks that have never gotten a film, a book, a water filtration system. They're all the best out there at InfoWarsTore.com. Do your Christmas shopping with us or part of it. Don't fund the globalist. InfoWarsTore.com. X2 back in stock, which is selling out. Incredible. Learn about iodine deficiency. Learn why we have the best. Good, clean hour. Incredible energy. Nobody's going to formula this strong or clean or powerful without hardly any letdown. It's so strong. It has some letdown. TurboForce. InfoWarsTore.com. Or 888-253-3139. TurboForce. X2. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force Plus, Down and Out Sleep Support. The list goes on and on. InfoWars Christmas Mega Super Sale. Sells up to 60% off free shipping and double Patriot points. Shop now, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. It is a top flight site with a ton of security on it. That's why it's sometimes slow because we've got massive security on the site. So it's super safe. Infowarstore.com or order by phone, 888 If you want to support me, because the court and bankruptcy makes me pay half the legal bills, which I can't even do, kill Trump or, or not let him run for office for the repercussions. I mean, are, are you optimistic for the future currently? Or, or just how do you feel about the election coming up? Well, I think it will not be a boring year, that's for sure. Um, I think we're, it's going to be it's going to be eventful, I suspect. I I, I I don't know. You, you seem to be quite concerned that people will try to assassinate uh, Trump, but I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I'm obviously, in, I'm, I'm, I'm against, against assassination generally. So, you know, um, I guess if Hitler was alive, I'd be in favor of assassinating him. But, you know, but 
or, you know, Stalin, you know, that kind of thing. I would you know, be too, people, your attitude yeah, is, um, <laughs> you can sell the world on freedom and, and, and humanity 2.0 and a new renaissance, the establishment will just step aside because our ideas are so good. Is that what you're saying? Look, I, I think what I'm saying is that I think it is very, it is very difficult to predict the future, um, that we're, we're certainly going to have a very contentious uh, election and, and perhaps some contentious elections worldwide. Um, the X platform will strive to be as uh, as truthful as possible about what's going on, um, and to you know that's 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 going to be the goal. Um, and you know, SpaceX is going to build rockets, and Tesla is going to build cars, and um, you know, as for what will happen, in, I, I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen, but I think that. Is there any big... 2024 is going to be quite the encore for 2023, is my suspicion. I was just going to ask, I guess you don't like Nikki Haley's idea of basically doxing everyone? No, I hate it. <laughs> hey, yeah, so that's, that's crazy. Mar- now, look, the, the thing is that a lot of people obviously would face repercussions uh, from their employer or, for, or from their government or, or from some organization if their identity is revealed. And that would that, that therefore inhibits the public dialogue. Um so, uh, people, you know, there have been professors who've been suspended for for just for favoriting things on on old Twitter. They literally got suspended for just tapping a favorite button. Um, this is so you can say, like, look, if if a tenured profession professor can get a get suspended from their job for just liking a a post on the X platform. Then obviously there is a, there's, there is some need for um, you know people to be able to post things anonymously, otherwise they simply will not be able to speak their mind. Absolutely, they're losing their job. It's anti whistleblower, but I just want to say this because I think the community notes is the best thing ever. Even if somebody says something really horrible, I think there should be some buffer zone to at least let them respond as much as they can before they get banned. Because what I see everywhere is the PR firms will say somebody has said something. They didn't say they create this woke mob response. Then the person's taken down, and then most of the time, it's not even true what was claimed. General, yeah. Anyway, we're we're very much gonna are on the side of um, of freedom of speech, which is really just saying, um, you know, in America, we're gonna we're gonna uphold the Constitution of the United States, and that's uh, that's what we're gonna do, and uphold the laws of the country. And and if if the laws are change, we will we'll then change our behavior to match the laws, and we'll do so, and we also can only match the laws in other countries, because sometimes people will say, well, why don't you do demand freedom of speech in, you know, some other country in the world? I'm like, well, we don't make the laws in that country, and, and if, if, we, if we don't adhere to the laws of the country, they will simply cut us off. Um, and so, you know, we can't do more than that. Uh, so that's we're basically. What, what, what about what about the other factors? You know, before going to General Flynn, uh, you've got obviously laws, but you got the the the, the revenue still running a business. Yeah, there's been a whole bunch of reporters, but one of their senior reporters got arrested trying to rape children, child porn, all of it. It, it it's just absolutely out of control. So Dom Lucre, I've been wanting to get you on for a while. Everything you say, I think is dead on, and you're really helping unify people against the globalist. I, I want to invite you back for you know for a full hour soon. We got you for about 35 minutes. Uh, here today, but just God bless you because I see you, you know, long before I got back on Twitter, even when you first got on there a couple of years ago, when I was totally censored, you were blasting us out. So I also want to thank you, sir. God bless you. 
Where do you want to start with this crazy world and what's going on? What other great knowledge you got to lay on us? Well, um, outside of like what I stated in the video, we're living in the greatest psyop, in my opinion, of all time. So, you know, just to start off with that and welcome back, you know, welcome back to you for leading the way and leading for the front for so many years. And even doing it without the support, you really are a true icon to all of us that is out here trying to present the truth. You do it with extremely, extremely calculated ambition, and you're the role model to be. Well, God bless you, brother. Well, you're my role model. You you nail it every time. Where do you want to start? Are we in the Great Awakening? Are we winning the war? Are we starting to just fight back? I mean, all the craziness going on. There's so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're winning. We're winning the war. You're back. We got Trump back. They brought Kanye West back. They brought so many different other creators and influential people back during this era. And we just see TCM with Tucker Carlson Network just launched. We have remnants and echoes of wins all around this year. Just comparing this year to last year, I feel like momentum is at an all-time high. I agree. So I got a thousand questions, but I want to give you the floor to just lay it on us what you think is front and center. So what is it? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the last part. I was saying lay it on us. What do you think is front and center? What do we do next? Oh, at this point, really, in my opinion, is to pay attention of the division that they're going to try to start laying out. You know, the thing is, they like to really go for race every time the election season is on the way. We're entering probably the most important election of our lifetime. I can expect a lot of propaganda that they're going to utilize with the blacks and the whites to just try to keep us divided and most importantly, keep us distracted. I would say we need to start looking out for distractions. We need to start focusing on what our electors are doing and start paying attention to when they're meeting in private and what those subjects are on. Absolutely. I, I, I know you've been concerned about an assassination of Trump and then talking about racial divisions. What do you think they're going to pull? I, I think they're going to do massive racial attacks with white people against black people, vice versa. They've been yeah. pre-programming that. I believe that. I believe that as well. And the thing is, they aren't doing just too, too well with it because right now, President Trump, in my opinion, he has the most support that I've seen from the black community since I've been watching the entire movement. But um, outside of that, I could see them trying to plaster some different type of division through race. A lot of things a lot of people don't know. Um, They like to infiltrate black culture and black Americans, and they'll infiltrate them by inserting Africans that are immigrants into America and say they represent black America. And they typically are the ones that scream the loudest about racism have nothing to do with American policies or history, know nothing about it. They're just simply saying yes, you know, to their handlers. So I do expect to see a whole lot of that coming up uh, into the next year. You talked a lot about Trump assassination. Give us your view on that. I don't see no one being able to actually touch President Trump. I do see assassination attempts. I do see that. I definitely do see them trying to take him out, but I don't see anything happening to President Trump. I just don't see it happening. I don't see any knife, any bullet, any type of weaponry uh, touching him, in my opinion. I hope you're right, but we are winning hearts and minds. We are winning the war. But when you you ever sit back and war game in your mind, what the what the bad guys are going to do? Yeah, I strategically plan every day, every day. Like even when I present my content, I don't present my content in the perception of what I think is real. I present it in those that I consider normies and what they think is real. So I, I constantly thinking of what the opposition is doing and how they're thinking. They're constantly planning. 
I'm constantly thinking what the next move is. What's the globalist move? What's the great agenda? Every time there's a news piece that's pushed out, I'm constantly searching to see if this is what everyone should be focused on or is this something else that they're taking our attention from? I, probably more than I should. I'm constantly thinking about what's the next move. I also saw a video you did, Elon, Alex, and Klaus Schwab, Gates debate and duel. Uh, that got brought up to Elon yesterday, and, and and he said he would. Oh, I forgot that clip, guys. Find that. I didn't see it on my list. I try to find that before the show ends. E, uh, Elon Musk says he will debate Klaus Schwab, and and I don't think Klaus Schwab would show up with that. What do you think? Yeah, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't show up for that. Him showing up for that is probably similar to Mark Zuckerberg showing up for the fight that he had with Elon Musk. So. I don't see Schwab showing up to answer for any of his crimes against humanity. But you brought that up first. What made you think of that? I mean, kind of recap your video, Elon, Alex uh, versus Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. Because <laughs> that mm-hmm. got brought up yesterday. Yeah, it would, uh, in my opinion, I think it would just be very interesting just to see you. You had a video of you. I think there was a meme they made of it seemed like you crashed Klaus Schwab in his meetings. So just a discussion between all of you, I think, would be really interesting. Uh, Elon Musk, in my opinion, has more access to more data, and especially through Starlink with his maps. I think he would be one of the best people to interview Klaus Schwab just from that alone, uh, his international information. You know, when I see videos, even if it's on Facebook, that's censored, that are Bill Gates or Klaus Schwab, 99% of the comments, sometimes like 10,000, and I'll read for like an hour and not find one comment for them. And people are so informed. <laughs> Do you think Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and them know how much they're hated? That's a great question. That's an excellent question. I, I actually do believe that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great. I actually do believe they do. They know it. And I do believe the hate that they're given. It might kind of send them a little bit farther into me and the radicals that they are because they feel like, well, I'm already so far gone. You know, these people, they've ruined their name so much. Klaus Schwab could legitimately uh, attempt to cure hunger. Everyone's going to raise the eyebrow and question, you know, even if his tensions were to be good. No one would believe it to be so. So there's no way. They've reached such a position of hate that I haven't really seen. There's no way they could be oblivious to it. Well, that's why I like you, and you're being humble here on the show, but I I watch you all the time. You just read my mind because that was my next question was your answer I worry sometimes they are super evil and deserve it, but us getting on their ass, which we got to do, just to be done mm-hmm. to the heaven's fall, is going to make them more radical because they're cornered. Because the real reason they want to get rid of most of us is we they already know we hated them 20 years ago. And now that we know <laughs> what they're doing, they really know they're in trouble, which makes them even more radical. So now Biden's threatening World War III if we don't elect him. I mean, this is getting, I can't even believe how crazy this has gotten, Dom. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Biden's going into full totalitarian at this point, it seems. And one thing I do want people to pay attention to is if they look at the control that the Democrats had for these last few years, look at the way they're lashing out as if they lost control of their children or their slaves. They absolutely demand power, authority, and respect. If it dwindles by any uh, you know small fraction, they lash out on the people, the same ones that they were told to help. I like to say about the Democrats with black, they don't necessarily really try to help black people, but they convince black people that they're in need of help. Like that's just their thing. That's what their professionals at is convincing people that they need the help of not just a government official, but of the democratic party specifically that only their party could solve their problems. Well, I want to be clear because the media always twists everything. I'm not comparing humans, black, white, anything to a mouse, but yeah, they'll give us something yes. free, like a piece of cheese on a mouse trap. 
All this so-called free crap yes. they're offering, folks, they're going to get all that money because now they know their carbon tax, their, their, <laughs> their global warming scam is failing, so now it's reparations globally that the IMF, World Bank, and UN are going to handle. And then you know with whatever amount of money they're going to, quote, give people, it's going to come with strings attached, universal basic income, which they then separately say, we're going to test it out on black people, like Hotep Jesus points out, in Africa and America first. Man, it's because they love black people, Dom. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. A lot of people aren't aware of so the well, I was being sarcastic. They obviously don't. They, they, they don't love black people. And I'm saying they love to try stuff out on. Well, yeah, I, I was saying I, I was I was adding to the sarcasm. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> I was adding to the sarcasm. Sorry. Yeah, they do. yeah I was saying because the Oklahoma bombing. A lot of people like to talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma bombing. Black people got bombed for being black and having their own civilization, whatever this and that. But you know something that the Democrats failed to mention is that the governor that ordered for the National Guard to do the bombing was a Democrat, James B. A. Robertson. And he served from 1919 to 1923. He was the, actually the individual that called for all those blacks to get bombed. Seneca Village used to be, well, Central Park in New York used to be Seneca Village, used to be a black village. By the way, stop, stop. I'm going to stop interrupting. Start over. People that don't know about Black Wall Street and things getting bombed. And that's why LBJ said decades mm-hmm. later, we got to get them on welfare because blacks had built there. And I'm not for segregation, but that which didn't kill you made you stronger. It's in the history books, and my yeah. dad saw it growing up in East Texas. Black people had hotels and restaurants as nice as the white people's, and there was elite jealousy. Yes. Yes. It was elite jealousy by those that's jealous, the Democrats, the conservative-minded people, the conservative-minded Americans. They had no reason to be jealous because they understood that blacks attained that by taking advantage of capitalism, by believing in the conservative ideologies. The liberals, they believe in these socialist ideologies, and they felt like they needed a piece of the pie. It was them that was burning. It was them that was rioting. They felt like they were the ones that was deserving. And, and so the, for those that don't know history, tell them, tell them about the sabotage of black civilization. So right before, you know, the civil rights, so not the civil rights, so before segregation and everything, we actually had the Civil Rights Act 1964. Now, the thing about the Civil Rights Act 1964 was introduced with LBJ, which is conveniently after JFK was assassinated now. The problem with that is there are... FBI documents that somewhat validate that LBJ was a Klan's member, a Kegel of the Klan's. That's neither here nor there if that's true or not. He's done a lot of racism throughout his history. But prior to 1964, every census from 1890 to 1950 showed that the black labor force participation rates was higher than any of those of the rights. So there were more black people that was working. 1950, 72% of all black men and 18% of all black women had been married. Pregnancies had been decreasing, both poverty and dependency were declining, and black income was raising in both absolute and relative terms. In 1965, 76.4% of black children were born to married women. And that's just 1965. And it's strange to me. I mean, these, these stats, I could keep going on with that, but just those enough is enough to destroy an entire civilization. And they introduced that with the Democrats. That's why the Democrats like to throw it in everyone's face at school. Oh, we did civil rights. Oh, we did civil rights. But why were we better prior to you and your civil rights movement? Why were were blacks doing better prior to the Democrats infiltrated it with the civil rights movement? And why did they utilize LBJ? Why didn't JFK introduce this? You know, uh, why wasn't this implemented to JFK? Well, yeah, because it wasn't the civil rights was bad. Within it became the welfare state of the control, which is the global social credit score for everybody now, which is what? Get rid of civilization and industrial society now for everybody. So it's yeah. it's 2.0 
and people can read the LBJ letters. Just type in racist LBJ letters. They're at the University of Texas at his library. There's hundreds of them. And he says, these, I'm not going to even quote it, it's me, you'll take it out of context, say I said it. He says, these uppity black people, we're going to have control of them. We're going to yeah. have them vote in Democrat for 100 years. We'll show them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, they sh- and now they're going to show us all. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just, they just copied and pasted. They copied and pasted everything. Every single thing that they did to the blacks, they said that we can do it to everyone else. And it's done with propaganda. I like something that you said in space yesterday. And it made a lot of sense to me just in case, I mean, just with the division we have for a while, you say, hey, they weren't really after me. They were after the fact of seeing if they attacked me, who would defend me or not. And they psyoped us. They psyoped conservatives. They psyoped liberals to not stand for Alex Jones. He's the crazy nut. He's this and he's that. They did the same thing similar to black people by telling people not to pay them no mom when they were complaining about the syphilis shot, telling people not to pay them no mom when they said the government was doing them wrong, that the police and the laws could be against them and it could be weaponized. They psyoped America into thinking that these were the criminals. They were speaking truth then. Same thing like Alex Jones. Now, they just copy and paste the strategies of division. They first slander the person, assassinate the character, and then they go for the assassination. That's right. First they kill your name, then they kill you. Keep going. But yeah, it's it, it's just truthfully, that's just what I've seen that's going on in America. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now through white America. Because even with homosexuality, you got Dylan Mulvaney, and they're pushing the guy really hard. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You want to be gay, you want to be gay. But it's it's undeniable that he's being pushed hard. And they did that in the black community, putting dresses on our rappers, making our rappers have homosexual slang, you know, uh, the sagging of the pants. It was a lot of things that they eased into. It's a lot of things that they eased into slowly over time. And we're starting to see that also with the white Americans or even with the crime state. We can see that the crime rates are going up higher for the Caucasians in America as well. And I feel like it's a lot of things that we've seen in the black families first. Even the replacement. There's no doubt you go to Netflix or you go to any of these large networks. It's a large representation of black. And they're not doing that to give black people any type of representation. They're simply doing that to piss everyone else off because they make sure that they over ratio the amount of white people that's there from black. It's simple. It's simple. The into BlackRock, the New World Order, is literally putting on blackface, saying the establishment's yes. black. Every corporate spokesperson's black. That's not a sign of black yes. people doing better. That's the establishment yes. camouflaging itself behind black people. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Yes. Yes. And and the thing is, a lot of people, they'll be black and they'll hear these words I'm saying. And they get confused. It's like, by all means, I want black people to do good. But true representation, I don't want to live in a world of propaganda. It's not real. That's not a real world. Those aren't real people. You know, anything Look that's simple. Hollywood's hated that's it's collapsing, really so it just put blackface on. Or the globalists wanted yes. to invade Africa and exploit them, so they put Obama in. It's real simple. Yes. 
Yes, I agree. Yeah. They they put on the right camouflage to, you know, match the scenario, the propaganda that they about to push out. You can rape Africa if you got a black president. Absolutely. I agree. Wow. Uh, we'll keep going uh, because uh, I want to hear what you're going to say next. <laughs> uh, I really, uh, that was really all I had to say that much about what, what the Democrats is doing. I do know I could go on and on about how much they have, you know, created every problem that we have. Like I can go on and on. Yeah, well, go on you and know, on because it's really true. Created. It's They create the problem and offer the solution. Yes. Yeah, they, they created the KKK completely. Um, and the KKK, it began to rise right after the Civil War when the Southern Democrats attempted to intimidate and bully the blacks now and white residents into voting Democrats. This is truly the reason the KKK existed. A lot of people aren't aware of that. The KKK wouldn't exist unless you had people trying to bully blacks into voting Democrat. Um, and then they'll say the party switch. If the party switch, find me and a lot of people like me use Wikipedia, search on Wikipedia and you find me 20 senators, 20 congressmen that all switched at the same time during this infamous switch. It didn't happen. There was no such thing as switch. It was always these same people that's been our enemies. They were the enemies then and they are the enemies now. And let's think about history. People think of history is a long time ago. No, your ancestor 10,000 years ago had your their babies that had people that had people. You're literally physically connected to them flesh to flesh. And yes. people think and that's why things stay the same is that it was the KKK. It was the Democrats. It was the Republicans stood up to it. It And, and that's why it's the same thing. And the Democrats are the oldest party. Yes. They're the most sophisticated. And that's why they're so hard to beat. Yes. Yeah, they control all of the propaganda. And they give us a false reality. A lot of people, they have to think. I'll, when I used to be in hip hop, I noticed one thing that celebrities are an extension of media. So when you have this echo chamber, or even like your cancellation, if you've got celebrities attacking Alex Jones at the same time that CNN did or any of these other media companies, that is a vault syndication that was planned to create the narrative that the entire world is pissed off with this person. But it doesn't much matter if the syndication is only controlled by 12 people at maximum. So it's a false reality if you see you know, if you see any type of rapper or any type of celebrity that reacts to any type of news, we have Paris Hilton reacting to some news about someone demanding for the ban. Prior to Trump got banned, the way that they'll play this, Michelle Obama was the first person to request that President Trump got banned. And then you had the former CEO of Twitter, Jack, at that time, responding to Michelle Obama, saying this will be looked into. They create that story. They make it look believable. And that's why a lot of people are constantly state that the world is a stage, because these people are so fake. That they understand if they just show us who they really are for a second, that we would no longer want them to serve us. And, and what you're saying is totally true. When you see a hundred celebrities come out and say, take the shots, they're getting paid by a PR firm. And yes, and now that the public sees this, we didn't talk before the show. We didn't plan some of this is all organic. No. And, and that's the way stuff used to work by and large, was just the people were organic. What we wanted to do, we did. And what was better would come to the top. So we would kind of agree to that. But but it, it yeah. seems like their centralization is over because like Toto and the Wizard of Oz, the curtains pull back. We can't hate ourselves who are white and buy into that and follow liberal ideology. We can't then take the incredible race baiting run by Hollywood and the CIA to try to get us all at each other's throats. And so it's 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 a balance. We have to call out the political correctness, call out the division. We have to realize where it's coming from. And I think that's threading the needle, though, Dom. Uh, you, you, you say it really perfectly historically. How do we do that? Because you can be against racism all day and love everybody. But if you're a black guy in the wrong southern town on Friday night, even still, you might get beat up. 
But that's kind of an isolated thing. They pushed all this racism. Most black people aren't racist or out attacking white people, but it's going on, and then that gets magnified. The, I noticed the corporate media, big tech, doesn't really. They're showing that they want a division, they want to clash, and, and, and they want to be able mm-hmm. to dominate all of us by getting us to fight each other. How do we just defeat this and come together? I think we're kind of. I kind of. I think, Mister. You know, Alex, I think we really are entering an era where we're seeing that happening before our eyes. And that's finding a common person to come together by. You know, it seems like it's a lot easier for us to have a common enemy and a common friend. And it seems like we're finding that through Trump, at least from the other different like demographics that I'm seeing that support Trump. We're seeing certain demographics that support President Trump. That wasn't even foreseen from the most ambitious conservatives are the most spiteful Democrats. I mean, no one would have seen someone like Sexy Red, this female rapper, uh, to even sit there and be supportive of President Trump at any time. And she's a currently hot rapper. And we see through the comments on that, and I go on Instagram and I check the comments of other media companies. Anytime they post Biden, you got all the minorities that are saying, oh, get this guy off of here. We want to see Trump. Put Uncle Trump on. And they'll make their memes and their jokes. No one has a move for Biden. And it seems like through President Trump that we're creating that common unity to say, man, and a lot of people are saying, I don't mean too much like Trump, but I like what America was with them. And it's bringing a lot of people together, it seems. Politics, believe it or not. Um, and I think it's kind of it's poetic justice that politics is a system, probably the number one system that they use to divide us, probably more so than religion. And we're in an era right now where we're seeing politics is the same system and the same machine. That is bringing people together and waking them up. Yeah, what did you make when they did that mugshot of Trump and then folks lined the streets in Atlanta? I mean, but it wasn't just black people loved a rebel who we saw things were better under. Everybody loves everybody loves a rebel. Yes. Yeah, everyone loves a rebel. Everyone loves a rebel. And it's at the point because no one really trusts the system. So if the system identifies someone as an enemy, you're a friend of the people at this point. We're in a Robin Hood era where no one really trusts the establishment anymore. And if the establishment don't like you, you're good to go with the people. Even Australian Parliament, like I just started posting, you know, this is my first year still. So I'm still, in my opinion, a rookie. The Australian Parliament had a whole meeting of trying to get my Twitter post banned. I got banned once for sharing an article, an uh, Australian article with Peter Scrubby, and they claimed that it was child exploitation. It's actually a news article in Thailand. What is insane is Australia requested it for me to get banned. Elon Musk had to send two executives down in Australia to speak with the entire parliament to keep my account still in the state of it. So the corruption is vast. They, it only takes one. It don't matter who you are, what your position is. They don't want any type of opposition. And they wouldn't go to these great lengths unless the information that everyone has is not only credible, but powerful and detrimental to their movement. Well, that's right. What's the saying? Nobody knows who first coined it. The propaganda wouldn't be necessary if the situation was hopeless. Yes. Yes, agreed. All right, you're a humble guy, but I see you on your shows. We got five minutes left. You got the floor. Rant for us. Go over whatever you want this audience of normally millions. It's tens of millions right now, brother. Well, I just think, you know, really using you as a great example, honestly, you are news right now. So the truth is, just you're you're coming back, Alex. Like, they have vilified you for so long, and they even made characters of you, you know, to – Make people hate you. I mean, it's so much. Like you said, there is no one. You and Trump have had the most hit pieces in terms of what I've researched than anyone else on the Internet. 
anyone else on the entire internet. And that state divide, the internet is fast. I'm talking about internationally as well. And with that being said, man, for them to put that many resources and dedicate that much energy into trying to falter your influence and it completely backfired, I just think that's a sign of things to come. That through God, no matter what they throw at the wall, it won't stick. And what goes up must come down. A lot of people like to be speaking about the Roman Empire I see this year. And the most important thing in Rome to me is about the fall. The nation was the most powerful nation you could ever expect. Yet they fell. And the Democratic Party was somewhat that strong. These people had Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, they had Hollywood. They had Big Pharma. They had uh, education systems. And all we had was a few people speaking out. And we've created so much in such short amount of time. I just think it's a sign of things to come. The amount of support that people have for you. I see so many normies that were excited that you're back. Regular black people and stuff, they're happy that Alex Jones is back. And that's crazy. They've done whatever they can to just prevent that itself. And I almost feel like it's like the Streisand effect in a way. The more they try to tell people no, it's almost like a child. The more they're interested in the entire conservative culture, I believe. They've tried to excess out so much that people have to see what they're missing out on at this point. They've created a fear of missing out for the entire political world, conservative party. Keep going, man. That was beautiful. Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to freestyle. I don't really know how much to really go off with. Um, outside of the attacks, like, yeah, I do say this. I noticed something really interesting. Never expected for them to make that many attacks on me. I mean, it don't matter what I do, man. It's It's discouraging at first. And I would let it get me down until I speak to some other people. And they'd be like, man, look at such and such. You know, they'll bring up your name. Look at Alice. Look at Trump. You got to just keep going. They're going to hit you like this. Like, I shared a post when President Trump had a courtroom sketch. And it was him beside Jesus Christ. President Trump posted that on True Social. The mainstream media yet again started attacking me. I'm someone that actually used to give back to the homeless every single Sunday. Every single Sunday I was giving back to the homeless in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I came up here to Nashville and was putting homeless in homes for free. They know all this stuff. They know who we are. And yet they will intentionally ignore that. Call us conspiracy theorists. Try to get us deplatformed. Try to get us banned. And yet in the same breath, when they do their news segments, they'll say that we're not as important as we think we are. It's the most disgusting, disingenuous thing I've ever seen in my life. Because I know when I wasn't important, there were no media articles talking about anything that I said. There was nothing. No one cared what I had to say. They didn't care until they started noticing that the people cared. The most important thing of this entire war is the people that's willing to listen. And that is what they fear. That's why they got bots behind every time they have a video or anything, because they know the straight the numbers. If people see how small they really are and how few they really are, we wouldn't even have half the problems we have today. Well, that's right. I use the Muhammad Ali. I use the Muhammad Ali analogy. He fought guys way bigger than him. But then the day he wasn't just the best boxer. He could take the most hits and ended up killing him later when he was old. But, but that's the thing with Trump or anybody, you got to take hits, man. And, and, and the great part about it is at first you start getting hit. You're like, I haven't done anything wrong. Why are you doing this? But it's like at the end of the day, well, you want to beat my ass. I'm going to beat your ass. And so I think it comes down to the fact of taking the hits, brother. Yes. Yes. And it it gives you that fuel. At least for me, it gives me the fuel because the fact that someone wants me gone, it makes me feel like, and it could be toxic. It's just the truth. I feel like I need to fight a little bit harder because for every person that wants me gone, there's 10 people that are demanding that I stay. And it just gives me so much hope and, you know, support just to keep going. Well, yeah, they want you off air because you're smart and effective and you're going to, you're the new media, man. You're reaching like, I see, I mean, I've been watching you for a long time, but you, 
I mean, what do you get like 10 million views every day or something? Well, it's at like 512 a month, 512 million, like monthly, but no, it's bigger than that. I see your videos every day with two, three million views and five or six. I mean, they do that's that's the monthly analytics is one of fives, but daily is about 10 to 12 million. You had it right on the money, man. You're kicking ass. All right, congratulations. Please join us again. And uh, we love you and we appreciate you. Uh, Dom Lucre at Dom underscore L-U-C-R-E. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. It's an honor. Boom. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Be sure and follow him right now, folks. That guy's, since he got on Twitter, been promoting us. And we, let me tell you something. We don't forget our friends. That That's why uh, all the people that attack me and, and wouldn't have me on when I've been getting the living snot beat out of me and my crew, it's not vindictive, but now they're begging to come on and I'm not returning their phone calls because they're cowards. You know who your friends are in a fight. And we're in one, folks. And you know what I've always said? I don't know how all this is going to end, but if the globalists want to fight, you better believe you've got one. All right, get Tony Lyons on. I know we're late getting to him, but I just wanted to have Dom on. Dom's amazing, but I'm going to send him an external microphone. He'd be next level if you had a... And he normally has one. Maybe he's on the road or something, but his audio was a little, little off. But other than that, it was uh, smart. He was finishing my sentences. And that was some subtle stuff I was bringing up, and he was reading my mind. So we want to really push him to get even more competent, uh, confident. He's competent. Confident. And just to, you know, take him on, man. That's what we're going to do here, folks. We want to go to the stars. There's unlimited room. There's unlimited resources. We don't have to kill each other. The globalists are cutting the resources off, so we are forced to kill each other. It's stupid. They're literally cutting the energy off to the plants, that's the fertilizer, and the energy for us and the machines. And it's BS. It's wrong. I mean, folks, everybody knows Hitler was into some really nasty stuff. And there's the people that defend him. They have not studied history book or they haven't had grandfathers that were there. Hitler wanted global domination. I think the Soviets or Xi Jinping might be even more evil because they're more competent. (laughs) But he really wanted to cut everybody's resources off around the world to control them that way once he got his global Reich he had planned. And they took those ideas after Hitler got beaten. And of course, England and others had the British government, not the British people. They had some of those same plans. I don't blame the Chinese people. I blame the communists that run it. And they had this total domination plan about poison, the food, the water, everything. They've done it, folks. They've already messed us up bad. But if we know what they're doing to us, we can reconstitute, even though a lot of us are dead men walking already, our children and their children can learn from this, and we can never do this again. We can learn from our mistakes. We can stop this. Again, there's unlimited resources right now. They know it. They're suppressing it. And we need a free market competition where the best of our people, of every race, color, and creed, rise to the top. We aspire to that. It makes us better. And then we go interplanetary. But if we don't do that, we don't have any hope, ladies and gentlemen. And the very worst people on the planet are in control right now. I mean, I don't like... John D. Rockefeller, and, 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 and I don't like, you know, these people, but a, a, at least they were setting all this up. They were working 20 hours a day. Now their grandkids are running stuff, and all they've got is a hatred for us. All they've got is a disdain for us because they know we don't like them. We don't like you because you are hurting us. 
So I don't have some blood wish for these people. I want them to get out of the way. Like our theme song that went so viral. We took a rap song, you know, move, bitch, get out of the way. And it's just like, what does Christ say to Satan? Get behind me, Satan. Where's a copy of my book? I had that thing right here. Somebody bring me a copy of the, oh, here it is, right under here. All right. Tony Lyons is a trailblazer. That's who we love as trailblazers and mavericks. He has one of the biggest book publishing companies in the world now, starting decades ago with Skyhorse Publishing. He would publish stuff that nobody was publishing. They came after him. They sued him. They attacked him. And now he's just dominating. And he published my second book with them. I, I self-published like 20-something years ago, 9-11, the, the uh, Descent into Tyranny. But, 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 but we did the Death Star plans last year. It was a big hit, number one worldwide bestseller. New York Times wouldn't write it. That was number one in all the other uh, systems, USA Today, Wall Street Journal. But now we have uh, the second part of the Great Reset in the War of the World, the Great Awakening, defeating the globalist and launching the next great renaissance. And get it InfoWarsStore.com is a fundraiser for me because the court has ruled I can have my own book revenue to pay the bills. They make me pay for free speech. It's a crazy thing they did. Whatever, it's a chink in our armor. Get it InfoWarsStore.com. But right now, you get it discounted at Amazon.com. You know, the fundraiser is 100 bucks, it's 30 bucks on our site. It's a big, thick uh, uh, hardcover at InfoWarsStore.com. That's great. But get it at Amazon discounted today because I did Charlie Kirk. I did uh, a bunch of other big shows. I did Steven Crowder. I'm doing Steven Bannon. I'm, uh, Tucker's coming on. I'm doing all these other shows. I mean, I, I'm going to be cross-eyed. I got somebody drive me home tonight, not because I'm drinking. I'm going to be up here until like 10 o'clock tonight. I've been on the air since 9 a.m. I'm going to be on the air at like 8 o'clock tonight because this is the time. As Lennon said, there are times when you know nothing happens in a decade and more happens in a week than happened in a decade. So we're in the zeitgeist right now, but I wanted to give Tony, in the 12 minutes we have left, the floor here to talk about this book, why it's important, and why everybody should get it right now on Amazon.com, The Great Awakening. Tony Lyons, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And Alex, I, I would like to say that um, I'm really glad to be celebrating here with you the end of your deplatforming on Twitter or X. Um, I've been watching your numbers, and you've gone from something like 700,000 followers in less than 24 hours to 1.6 million. So congratulations. It's about time that this ended. Absolutely. Let's talk about the book. It's already number one in a bunch of categories. We're very close to number one worldwide. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a terrific book, and it's a book that people really ought to read. And, you know, so many people have been trying to say that you're a dangerous man, you know, and that people shouldn't read your books, people shouldn't listen to you, people shouldn't watch your shows, that you shouldn't be allowed on Twitter, that you shouldn't be allowed on all kinds of other platforms. But the answer is, this is a democracy. And if you can win in the marketplace of ideas, then you shouldn't be afraid of Alex Jones. You shouldn't be afraid of his books. You shouldn't be afraid of his ideas. You should read them, contemplate them, and decide for yourself whether you think he has the better idea. Let's talk about the book. But 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 again, it, it's several categories. like Number one in politics, number one in a bunch of other areas. I know we've gotten close to number one. We need to push this to number one. Explain to people that aren't in publishing why this is so important, because the establishment pays attention to this. People watch very closely the top 100 books online. And it is fascinating because it's it's right before Christmas now, and most of the top 100 books are children's books or gift books. They're stocking stuffers. But, you know, Alex Jones's book, The Great Awakening, is now 
you know, been in the top 100 for the last four days. It's right around there now. And if it could go to the, the top one, it would be an incredible statement against censorship, an incredible statement that the globalists are not winning, you know, that the populists are rising and that the world will not accept censorship anymore, that this is the end, that this is the time when ideas have to dominate and where you have to listen to the different arguments and you get to decide for yourself what you believe. Separately from the book, but I mean, isn't it the perfect book for this time? Would you not say the tide just turned the last few weeks? And a lot of people are saying, I mean, Joe Rogan, you name it, that the unbanning of Alex Jones was like the bellwether of the tide flip right there. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think there's been, you know, anybody in America who's been more vilified than you have. So the fact that you're back on X or Twitter, you know, is an incredible statement that the tide is changing and that people just won't accept it anymore, that there's a rebellion going on in this country and that people are tired of being told what to do, what to think, and of course, what to read. And that's why it's so important. People have to fight for their freedom back and reading books like this, having access to information is just so important. It's just such a fundamental right in this country. And when people don't have that right, they have nothing. Then we live in an oligarchy. And we're not willing to accept that. Well, I know everybody from Michael Malice. I'm on his show today. And so many people told me, they said, we like this. The last book made us want to commit suicide. It was the negative stuff. But I thought it was positive. You know, the Death Star plans that I called it, uh, the Great Reset, the War for the World. This one's very optimistic. It's into positive things. It also covers a lot of bad stuff they're doing. But people really like it because I tried to write it with Kent in, in, a, in a very jovial uh, way. Yeah, so I so I think that's that's something that that people have to really recognize that this is a hopeful book about the future of mankind, about how, you know, AI doesn't really work. In in the end, that sort of vision of the world fails. That, you know, they can teach you how to how to write a poem, but, you know, the way that this is set up, it's all about censorship. So AI is a mechanism of propaganda. It's only as good as the stories that are fed into it. So, you know, right now you can write a nice poem using AI about Biden, but you can't write it about Donald Trump, you know, those kinds of things. So, you know, this is a book that shows the hopeful vision for the future that you have. And, and that's a hopeful vision that I think people haven't seen before, that, that people don't know that you have this really beautiful vision and, and they can get that through this book. And I really encourage people to recognize that, to read the book, and to judge for themselves, you know, whether that's true. Well, I was so poleaxed yesterday because they call up and they go, hey, you're going to be on Elon Musk for two hours. I'm like, okay. And Elon goes to the show every week. And then I'm there and Elon comes on. I should have talked about the book because the whole two and a half hour discussion with Elon was about the Great Awakening. Right. Yeah, that would have been a great time. But I mean, it is such an incredible moment now. I was reading yesterday you know, that the Washington Post, for example, you know, one of the, you know, bulwarks of the legacy media is, you know, having walkouts and they're laying off people. So you're, you know, you're seeing that you're seeing that people are rebelling, that they're angry, they're protesting, they want to have real news, they want to have options, they want to have choices. And your show is such an important part of that. And your books are such an important part of that. 
Well, that's right. All this oppression and tyranny and censorship is not an aspect of strength by the collapsing establishment. It, it's a it's a admission that they're not popular in a collapsing. Sure. I mean, you know, you don't kick people off Twitter because you think you have a better argument. You kick people off Twitter because you can't stand up to what they're saying. You don't believe that you can convince people. And in a democracy, you're supposed to have people convinced that your ideas are better. And so there there should never be books that are censored in this country. There should never be people who are censored in this country. You know, if people really can convince the public, your viewers, all of us, that their ideas are better, they should never be afraid to stand up, to get on the stage, and, and to really debate with you in the marketplace of ideas. Well, you went through all the deplatforming and, and really went from being huge to massive because you helped publish Robert F. Kennedy's number one book, the, you know, all these things. Where well, do definitely. You... I mean, I have, you know, I have seen firsthand that, you know, that there is such incredible censorship in this country. And it's hard for a lot of people to see what it is, because in many cases, you know, Biden for a while was trying to um, build this sort of system of uh, protecting the public from disinformation. And when you think about that, you know, somebody who's been using so much propaganda, somebody who is guilty of orchestrating such incredible censorship of credible people in this country, then tells us that he's going to protect us. So that's sort of like a like a mafia type story where the people who are doing the worst things to us tell us that they're going to protect us from those things. So I've seen that firsthand, and I know how important it is that people have access to information on all sides so that they decide for themselves exactly. and really have a sense of what the arguments are on both sides. Well, that's like Satan saying, give me control, I'm going to protect you from the devil. Right, right. And 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 even right now, there there's so many people saying that, you know, we're at this point where there is so much of a push towards uh, autocracy that we can't afford to have democracy now because we, we, we need to be protected from that. And that same kind of thing. We're up against Xi Jinping and all these other tyrannies. We've got to go pure tyranny to defeat it. That's like Germany once it started losing the war in the last year and a half. It, it, but it, it follows this same line. We've got to discouple or decouple from this new world order now. And I'm not claiming I'm some policy wonk that has all the answers. I just know Biden literally with the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of State saying, yeah, you better do what we say or there's going to be a nuclear war. We're about to have U.S. troops. Your sons and daughters are dying. They're literally pointing World War III gun in our head. Kennedy tried to stop World War III and it almost happened. It's like, wow, we have terrorist maniacs holding a gun to our head like the end of a movie here. No, that's exactly right. You know, that that, you know, we need to be able to to be wrong. We need to be able to make arguments on all sides of things. And, you know, democracy isn't always pretty. You know, it can be inconvenient. But, you know, if you give up all of your rights and, you know, even if you believe all of the fear mongering, you give up your rights, your your medical freedom, your freedom of speech, you know, all of the different freedoms that you have in this country, it's hard to get them back and you should never give them up. 
It doesn't matter whether you're taking risks on the other side. The ultimate risk is giving up your freedom. Nothing is worse than that. And I've seen in, in so many ways, you know, when you published your first book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, it was censored in every possible way that, you know, so many groups wanted to keep that book down, wanted to shut you up, shut you down. It was, you know, it was the best selling book in the country for a week, and it didn't even make it on any of the bestseller lists. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that it's hard to get the truth in this country. And we need to demand to have a system to get our country back so that we can get real information. We got two minutes left. You got the floor. Yeah. So I think it's so important that people read your books, The Great Reset, The Great Awakening, that these are books that tell a story that you can't get anywhere else. So, you know, there's all kinds of information that that you can read on Google, on Instagram, on, on all of these places. But there's so much information on those platforms that isn't real, you know, that people don't dig down more than, you know, five Google searches or 10. But the information that's in your books is so incredibly thought provoking and people might disagree with it. And that's fine. They're allowed to disagree in this country. But what you're not allowed to do is shut down freedom of speech. What you're not allowed to do is take our freedoms from us so that we don't even know the difference, so that we have people who are inundating us with disinformation day after day, and we have no way of knowing. And we think we should be afraid of Alex Jones. Well, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of you. We should be proud to have you in our country challenging these views that are unchallenged. We we need you, Alex. We need you to keep us honest. And that's why these books are so important. That's why your show is so important. And I'm proud to be on your show and I'm proud to be your publisher. Well, let me just add, I need you to keep me honest. That's what a debate's about is, you know, even though I think I know a lot of stuff, I tell Korea, when you think I'm doing something wrong, come to me. And I'm like, serious. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, you're right. I, I got that wrong. The globalists don't want any sounding board. They don't want, that is so dangerous. Yeah, I mean, you should always get your pitchfork when you hear that somebody knows the truth. What the internet was like before Trump won the election. It really wasn't Trump won the election because you had the head of Google go up there and say on election night at a, in an internal meeting and Alan Bakari at Breitbart has the video on this, said, we will not let this happen again. Big tech said, we will not let a populist uprising take over and put a candidate in office, right? Left or right, they said they will choose from now on. And that's when the censorship industrial complex began. So prior to Alex Jones's just really public execution in terms of the digital square, it was a digital public execution that we saw. Prior to that, the idea that people were getting suspended on Twitter, you know, Twitter 1.0, or even Facebook or YouTube or any of these things, it was ridiculous. You, ha you had to either you know, really, you know, seriously violate terms of service, uh, death threats, doxing. That was pretty much it. That was pretty much the only thing, or like actually hacking the system was the only thing that gets you out. But when they did that to Alex Jones, it fundamentally changed the way that we operate on social media and the way that we share information. And up until the point where Elon Musk purchasing uh, Twitter and transforming it now into X, we have not had the ability to freely share information. And that's why 
in the past year. It's basically been about a change since he purchased it. That's why you've suddenly started to see people, and not even just on X, but out in the real world, out in normal conversations, we're finally starting to move past that point of intense censorship, where if you've lived in any country that has an authoritarian regime, you know that the censorship isn't external, it's internal. So it's internal, it's in your mind, you know you're not allowed to hold certain opinions, you know you're allowed to say certain things, and so you censor yourself before you speak. And so Alex, I, I just commend you for being able to always walk through these things, to never stop fighting, and then, you know, really just you have to look at Elon Musk and say thank you for what he has done. Again, I literally don't say this to sound like I love everybody and I'm this you know, gracious guy. This is not about me. It's about all of us. But once you get censored and once people are scared to defend you, they can lie about you. They can attack you. They can demonize you. But more importantly, I was then used as a tool to scare everybody else and say, look what we did to Alex Jones. You better behave yourself or will Alex Jones you. Visit Infowars.com forward slash show and share the link today. The answer to 1984 is 1776. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show with Gerald Salente. Hey, great being on the Alex Jones Show. And uh, what they were just talking about censorship. It's the American way. And um, the, the uh, article that they have in um, InfoWars, Washington Post, eliminate the First Amendment to fight anti-Semitism. And I go to InfoWars every day to see the articles that they're putting up because they're putting up a lot of stuff that you can't find anywhere else. Of course, we write about it also in the Trends Journal, but we, what we do is trend forecasters. We cover the world. We look for what everybody's saying, then we see what they're saying, and then we give our trends analysis and trend forecasts. So this censorship has been going on and on and on, and it's just another level. If, if you said anything that the CDC the, the, uh, was putting out with the COVID war, if you were against any of that, questioned any of it, it's misinformation. And now it's the same thing with all the wars. You know, I tell the story, you know, one of my books, uh, What Zizzy Gave Honey Boy, a true story, love, wisdom, and the soul of America. You get it online, or you go to the Trends Journal and get it. And um, I got blacklisted from all the media back in the early 2000s when I said USA Today, when it's a big newspaper, used to run my top trends every year. And in December, when we put them out, they the headline read December 2000. 2001 won't be our year, Trendseer says. And I warned the wave of anti-Americanism was sweeping the globe. And Americans wouldn't be safe at home or abroad. In the Bronx, we just say, we used to say, payback's a bitch. People forgot about all the murderers, murders that Bill Clinton was committing. He liked the Yugoslav war, not the Bosnian war. The Kosovo war was terrific. One after another, one war after another. Again, Madeline, not all that bright. 
May she rot in hell. The former uh, UN ambassador to the United States. Asked by Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes, is the price of 500,000, 500,000 Iraqi children under the age of five worth the sanctions and what Bill Clinton is doing to Iraq? And she said, yes, it is. So going back to getting censored and why you need to support InfoWars. So they'd ask me, you, you forecast this. Yeah, here's why I forecast it. Why, how dare you say that about America? We could kill people all over the world and we're bringing freedom and democracy. And then I said, listen, America's not going to win this Afghan war. If Alexander the Great couldn't pull it off. If the British, at the height of the British Empire, into the Valley of Death, rode the 600. If the Russians couldn't beat him. They lose about 100,000 troops. What well, makes you think America will be? We haven't won war since World War II. Why are you anti-American? So censorship is the way. And they write this article that's in, on Infowars from the Washington Post. And it goes on by this Chris Menahan. Yep, there it is. 500,000. I'm make, not making that up. Uh, Washington Post writer Claire Finkelstein absurdly claims free speech has been elevated to a near scared level on university campuses. Yeah, these are the people running our life, by the way. A freaky clown like her. I'll tell you a quick story about that. Uh, I was used to do talks all over the world, and I did one for the major uh, marketing executives. And we were taking the QE2 out of New York, and Madeleine Albright was the speaker the night, she was the, she was the speaker the night before, and then I was the keynote speaker the next day, opening up the, the event. So she's dressed up, looked like the queen of tarts. She's sitting up there. Her introduction went for about 15 minutes. Madeleine Albright grew up in Czechoslovakia. Her father was this, her mother was that, her grandfather was this, her uncle was that. She got degrees in this, degrees in that. Sucked up this, blew out that, on and on and on and on and on. So the next day, again, this is the top, you know, the, the top executives from uh, marketing executives from all over the world. So she left the ship that day, th that night, and then the next they introduced me. Here's Gerald Salenti. The guy goes, holds the book up. The author of Trends 2000, internationally bestseller, trend tracking, far better than Megatrends Time magazine. Thank you for being here, blah, 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 blah. I did this to forecast this, a couple of things. I said, thank you very much for that introduction. I said, but after hearing Madeleine Albright's last night, I feel, for, I feel shortchanged. I said, well, you didn't also mention that I didn't graduate with honors from PS 76 in the Bronx. And everybody applauded and laughed because it was such a joke. And that's what it is. It's one bad joke. Journalism is dead. Dead. You're not allowed to speak about anything other than the crap that they're spewing out. And if you don't swallow that, their crap. If you don't swallow little Jackie Tapper's crap. If you don't swallow Anderson's Cooper's crap, if you don't swallow 
The crap from MSNBC, NPR, ABC, FUC, you know what. As I said, that, that they write that America must scrap First Amendment to protect the feelings of pampered Jewish Ivy League college students. So says uh, Pennsylvania law professor Claire Finkelstein in the Washington Post. She goes on, they go on to say that Finkelstein needs to lie and claim pro-Palestinians we're calling for genocide to make her point. And again, I've seen the, these protests. They weren't, you know, they're not saying that they're, they're, they're um, uh, calling for genocides against the, the Israelis. And, and again, about the, um, uh, the, 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 the uh, calling genocide to make a point, is that never happened, just like the stories of Hamas beheading 40 babies. That's right. Remember that story? So the people is very important. The morons, the imbeciles that listen to the mainstream media, they hear what's being reported and they repeat it. And then you had out of his mind, Joe Biden saying that 40 babies were beheaded. And he said he saw the videos. That's right. He said he saw the videos. And then the White House came out and said, well, we didn't see the videos. But the people believe the crap that they're selling and baking babies in the oven and committing mass rape. And again, this is the language from the this fellow who wrote about this that's on InfoWars. Let's go back to the Kuwait war, uh, not the Kuwait war, the first Iraq war, where the media said that Iraqi soldiers went into the hospitals and threw the babies out of their uh, incubators and stabbed them. Total lie. But the people believe it. And off to war we go. So, again, this is the importance of supporting those of us who put out the facts and are not prostitutes, media whores that get paid to put out by their corporate pimps and government whoremasters. Here's another article. Crackdown on pro-Palestinian speech. And um, data compiled by researchers at Harvard's Nonviolent Action Lab and the Counting Crowds Consortium, a network of experts who collectively public available information on political actions, blah, 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 blah. And um, they talk about the, the, uh, how people are being censored. Again, look what's going on here. Could you imagine, by the way, if Gaza was still with Jewish people and the Palestinians were bombing them? Oh, my God. Could you imagine if Russia... Who's doing this to Ukraine? Again, I got I got hate speech on on YouTube because they I said oh, the Russians the UN said they killed the uh, Russians killed ten ten thousand civilians in Ukraine. I said, man, they better catch up. Israel killed. Now it's up to I, when, when it happened, there were thirteen thousand five hundred dead. I said that in a month and a half, they better catch up, man. They're way behind. 
by being sarcastic. They call that hate speech. Israel strikes on journalists deliberate, say human rights group. This is from the Financial Times. Israel strikes in Lebanon that killed Reuters journalists and injured six others, quote, were apparently deliberate attacks according to two human rights groups. Quote, the evidence strongly suggests that Israel forces knew or should have known that the group that they were attacking were journalists. This was an unlawful and apparently deliberate attack on very visible group of journalists. The group of several journalists from Lebanon, Iraq, and the U.S. who were working for Reuters, Al Jazeera, and Agency France Press were at the Lebanese border town following reports that armed fighters had tried to infiltrate Israel from Lebanon. The group was filming about two kilometers away from Israeli shelling when they were struck by an Israeli tank shell, which killed, then it goes on. Israel has the best intelligence around. They knew exactly what they were doing. Journalism is dead. The New York Times, they call themselves the paper record. It's the toilet paper record. It's only good to wipe up the crap that spews out of their murderous, arrogant mouths. The little lying girls and boys. Oh, you don't believe me? Hey, that's Saddam Hussein. He has weapons of mass destruction. He got them aluminum tubes. Yeah, he's bringing them in there. What, from Niger or Nigeria somewhere? Total lies. Total warmongers. They sell every war. Hey, how about that little clown boy? What's it, Zucker? Well, maybe it starts with an F. The guy that used to be the head of CNN. That slobby-looking, arrogant clown. They love war. He was the jerk off over there in CNN that when the COVID started, he told the little clown boys and girls, as reported in the Wall Street Journal, stay on this COVID. Stay on this COVID. Our ratings are going up. He didn't say before that they were in the toilet just like I am all the time, because I'm a toilet crapper that loves to sell crap. Oh, and now they're talking about Zuckerboy over there. They're going to buy like the Telegraph over there in the UK. Yeah, you put an F and a U in the UK too. Look at the little jerks running the world. Anti-Semitism. And again, Netanyahu's not a Samite. Ben-Gurion wasn't a Samite. Golda Meir wasn't a Samite. They're all Ashkenazis from Eastern Europe. So don't say this anti-Semite crap. I'm not anti-American because I hate American wars. I launched Occupy Peace. So save your BS. You're nothing like little gutless boys and girls, like that little boy Blinken, the murderous. And I want to stay on this censorship because it's really important. I mean, freedom of speech is gone. It's dead. And um, here's an article uh, that came out. 
Middle East, uh, uh, Middle East Eye put it out. Israel-Palestinian war. Most U.S.-based Middle East scholars self-censoring speech critical of Israel survey finds. The Middle East scholar barometer survey found that among those who have chosen to self-censor, 81% said they have withheld, withheld criticism of Israel compared with 11% who have withheld their criticism of Palestine. The main reason for the self-censoring for around half the respondents was because they were concerned about campus culture and offending students and also worried about the pressure from external groups. About 72% of the respondents said they felt, quote, greater direct or indirect need to self-censor. Isn't that nice? Half of them said anti-Palestinian sentiments were prevalent on their campus, while 36% said Israel's sentiments were. And it goes on. Um, again, again it, it, it's only one, you only could speak about one side, you can't speak about the other. So we're having an article coming out in the Trends Journal uh, tomorrow, and it's called Free Speech is Dead When It Comes to Genocide in Gaza. And we quote people like Norman Finkelstein. Again, Finkelstein, the cat's Jewish, right? You can't call him an anti-Semite. You can't say he hates Jews. The guy's Jewish. He posted on X, quote, the Jewish billionaire class has declared war on our nation's universities. Either you support Israel's genocidal war or we will destroy you. All right. I mentioned before about that, um, I didn't finish it, counting uh, nonviolent action lab from Harvard and the Counting Crowds Consortium found that there were 2,100 pro-Palestinian protests have broken out since the war began on October 7th, compared with 445 pro-Israeli demonstrations. Glenn Greenwald, Greenwald, he said, all the censorship is going in one direction. This is, of course, done in the name of safetyism that conservatives have spent years denouncing and the liberal left spent years demanding. Now they switch sides. So there you got it. You're not allowed to come out against Israel because as Norman Finkelstein made it clear, they come after you. And again, An article in InfoWars, Secretary of State Blinken claims Russia will invade NATO countries unless Congress passes a $100,000 billion aid. Yep, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken claimed that Ukraine will collapse and Russia will invade other NATO countries unless Congress authorizes $106 billion in aid. Invade other countries? Hey, oh, Blinken, you're too young. I'm older than you. Yeah, you're 61. I'm 77. You don't remember the Vietnam War. But even if you did, your daddy and your uncle would have got you out. 
because you're a member of the club. Senators' sons don't go either. They lied about the domino theory, just like the crap that you're spewing out of your mouth now about Russia and Ukraine, that other NATO countries aren't safe. There's not a war that this little clown boy did not love. Yep, you got it? Here we are. Again, since he got into the the gang in 1994, he supported the Somalia Civil War, the Bosnian War, the Croatian War, U.S. intervention in Haiti, U.S. Kosovo War, Afghan War, Yemen War, Iraq War, Syrian War, Libyan War, Ukraine War, and Israel War. Yeah. That's the little clown running the show. These are the people in charge. Every gun that is fought, made, every warship launched, every rocket fired signifies in the final sense a theft from those who hunger and are not fed. Those who are cold and not clothed. This world in arms is not spending money alone. It's spending the sweat of the laborers, the genius of the scientists, the hopes of the children. This is not a way of life at all in any true sense. Under the clouds of war, it is humanity hanging from a cross of iron. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy holidays. That was Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star president, supreme commander of the Allied forces, and two-term president. The same Dwight D. Eisenhower that said any man seeking the office of president is either an egomaniac or crazy. They wanted him to run. He was the president of Columbia University. You got that blinking? You got that blinking boy? Here's another one for you, blinking. It was a cat by the name of George Washington, a real man, not like not like the, the Lloyd Austins. Yeah, the guy that worked for uh, Raytheon, the second largest defense contractor, did a great job slaughtering people over there in Iraq and, and, and in, when he was there in, in Afghanistan, and now is our Secretary of Defense. This is by a cat by the name of George Washington. Yeah, across the Delaware, your first president of the United States. It is our true policy to steer clear of permanent alliances with any portion of the foreign world. Got that? Hey, clown boys and girls, got that? The nation which indulges towards another an habitual hatred or an habitual fondness is in some degree a slave. It is a slave to its animosity or to its affection, either of which is sufficient to lead it astray from its duties and its interests. Yep. Yeah, we live in it, slaves. It's slave landia. So a passionate attachment to one nation for another produces a variety of evils. Got that? All you little clowns. Hey, you cotton mouth. 
Yeah, that guy over there. Hey, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the Congress. Little Lindsey Gray, I'm a little fat slob that couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. Screw you, Washington. We are the evil dictators of America. We'll tell you what to do. Look at this little jerk. How can any... Oh, I got it. Swallow Chucky Schumer's crap. And so you take advantage of the sale. It's a 360 win. You get these great products and you get a lot off. And it helps you and it helps them. Again, 60% off plus free shipping, store-wide, double Patriot points. And again, it's Christmas time. So uh, let's celebrate the holiday season and do everything you can to support InfoWars. So instead of getting your family, you know, these lousy gifts that, they, that they're selling in these chains, you know, give them things that they could use. Give them gear, preparation supplies, supplements, things they want. And again, they have these powerhouse formulas, formulas of their products. You get 60% off and it doesn't stop there. You, you get free shipping and double Patriot points. And this is just some of the, the things they have. They have Turbo Force Plus, 25% off, 25% off Survival Shield, X2, 40% off Vasobeat, 40% off Bodies, 40% off Vitamin Mineral Fusion, 40% off DNA Force Plus, 40% off Ultra 12, 50% off Real Red Pill Plus, 50% off Down and Out Sleep Support, and 60% off Brain Force Plus and Brain Force Ultra, and a lot more, a lot, lot more. So again, don't, don't go to these big box stores, these ugly joints that sell crap, or the, or the big tech stores. You know, take your support where it counts and support InfoWars. You're in a fight against tyranny, and it's a double win fighting against tyranny, and you're getting great products for a lot less dough. So you got it. InfoWars Christmas. Get it now while they last. Okay. InfoWarsStore.com. Got it all there. So, you know, by the way, hardly made the news at all of the United States censor uh, vetoing a ceasefire resolution. Isn't that nice? United States, the United Nations is a joke. By the way, this is the same United Nations that declared that Israel is a state. Yeah. So the United States is the only country to vote against a ceasefire. Yep. And then the next day, this is how it was reported in Associated Press. Going around Congress, the Biden administration said Saturday it has approved the emergency sale to Israel, emergency sale of 14,000 rounds of tank ammunition worth more than $106 million as Israel intensifies its military operations in the southern Gaza Strip. So the United States vetoes it and then gives, steals our money to give to the military-industrial complex to keep slaughtering innocent Palestinians. The number now is around um, 19,000, 70% of which are women and children, 
children, 30% women. Bypassing Congress, screw the Constitution, we don't need it, I'm in charge, I'm the dictator of America here, I'm in charge. Yep. Isn't that wonderful, huh? Anyway, I'm going to go on to the economy. You got to look at what's going on. The luxury shopping, it's going way down. This is important. We write about it. Even people with dough can't afford. It, it's, it's, it's going down. The markets are artificially propped up. It's a game. You got 1% that controls 54% of all the equities. 10% control 90% of it. So it's the private equity groups. It's the uh, uh, venture capitalists. It's the hedge funds. Things that did not exist when I was a young guy. So Wednesday, the Fed is going to decide whether or not they're going to raise interest rates. We say they're not. Wall Street says they're not. The guests on Wall Street, they're going to start lowering them in May. We say they're going to start lowering them in March. And in the run-up to the presidential reality show to keep the clowns in power in power. Again, Janet Yellen, the Fed head, former Fed head, is now our Treasury Secretary. They want to keep it like that. So they're going to they're going to um, uh, they're going to hold off on raising uh, on lowering them, but they're going to start lowering them when they lower them. The dollar is still strong. That's why gold's still taking a hit. You know, it's way down. It's down a hundred bucks from its high. And uh, we, I would have never thought it was gone down this low, but it is. But it's going to go back up when they start lowering interest rates. It's as simple as that. The dollar is only strong because of high interest rates. Germany's industrial production contraction piles up industry woes. All right. They're um, compared with the same month a year ago, industrial production slumped 3.5 percent and it was down a year ago. I'm mentioning this because this is the fourth largest economy in the world. It's the largest economy in Europe. So you're only getting the news about what's going on in the United States. And you're not seeing how the rest of the world is going down really, really by the numbers into recession. And Germany is officially in a recession. Buy now, pay later, upswing stokes fears. This is Financial Times that the, uh, the buy now, pay later hit an all-time high this holiday season, $10.1 billion dollars up 17% from last year, according to Adobe Analytics. EU mortgage markets set for the slowest growth at 1.5%, compared with 4.9% last year. So what is going to happen to the housing? We don't see actually the prices going down much. But we see the banking crisis exploding next year when you have, let's see, roughly $6.5 trillion of retail debt. 
So now you have a 49.5% occupancy rate of buildings, office buildings. You have a, around a 20% vacancy rate. They're not going to be able to pay off their loans. And this is going to bring down the small and medium-sized banks. So we may have a little rush of the markets now. We're forecasting a collapse like we've never seen before. And virtually no one is talking about this. Americans running out of savings, J.P. Morgan Chase. It is likely that only the top 1% of consumers by incomes will be better off than before the pandemic. It wasn't a pandemic. Only 99.93% of the people survived. They called it a pandemic on March 11th, 2000. And 20, when the grand total World Trade or Health Organization, World Horror Organization, W-H-O-R-E, yeah, they left the R-E off at W-H-O, yeah, called it a, 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 a pandemic when the grand total of 4,219 people were dead out of 8 billion. That many people die, what, falling down the stairs every day in the world. Anyway, you look at the numbers, Japan's economy shrank at its sharpest pace since the height. Again, they use the language of the pandemic. It was not a pandemic, but people call it a pandemic. Chinese stocks fall, dragging down Asian equities, one after another. And California budget deficit swells to $68 billion, thanks to a little clown boy, a little arrogant Gavin Gruesome Newsom. Yeah, who locked down the place and destroyed it as he's celebrating at the French Laundry and having a wonderful time as he's locking down everybody else. 